is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. The number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. And you can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And there's much to discuss here this evening. Of course, your phone calls, uh, we will take them about anything. But in the news, Mark, you've got a story about an Amish fellow who has been stung by the federal agents. That's correct. Now, he was clearly doing something bad, like uh, dealing drugs. Well, he's dealing contraband, absolutely. And across state lines. He's in the Washington area, and you know how you know tight the uh, state lines are. You know that the feds, they're they're good men. They only get involved when real criminals are are out there and really want to crack down. Amish guys uh, driving horses and buggies, I guess, uh, dealing raw milk. Wait, what? Yeah, raw milk. Hold on a second. He's not selling his children for sex slaves? No, no, it's raw milk. He's not manufacturing methamphetamine in the back, back well, shed? He's, actually, he's selling raw milk to people so that they can drink it, and that's the problem. Whoa, we can't have that now, Yeah, the FDA we? says that there's really no health benefit to raw milk, so therefore, the, you know, this doing this stuff across state lines, it's a federal issue. Well, your federal government knows what's best, of course, so let's see what that's they have to say about absolutely it. right. That's why they spent a year investigating this guy now i just want you to think about this for a second mr and mrs america and all the ships at sea here are the federal governments talking about oh we got to cut back you know and all this other stuff there's no wait there's no waste here no corruption Mm. here we've sliced it to the bone (laughs) isn't that what some republican guy said a few years ago i think it was delay yeah. yeah um the food and drug administration has spent a year uh including a um uh, some using aliases and 5 a.m. surprise inspections, surreptitious purpose, uh, purchases from a Amish farm in Pennsylvania, and it culminated in the federal government announcing this week it's going to court to stop Rainbow Acres Farm mm. from selling its contraband to willing customers in the Washington area. I'm sorry, Washington, D.C. or Washington State? Washington, D.C. Got it. Uh, it, the, the battle's been going on uh, behind the scenes for years with natural food advocates arguing that raw milk, has, um, as it's known, is uh, healthier than pasteurized milk. We at my house, you drink it. we drink raw milk, and my you know, wife prefers it, and I've gotten used mm. to it, and you know, that's, I, you know, that's the way it is. I tried it once, and it was okay. I mean, it tasted like milk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of thicker than, than milk. My only concern was that it, it doesn't stay as long. It doesn't have the preservatives or whatever in it that uh, – I don't know if they put preservatives in regular milk. Um, I don't think that's true. The I, pasteurized milk or whatever, that whatever that regular milk is you buy at the grocery store seems to last longer. My early, earliest experience with it is that uh, it, it lasted about a week. But then what I discovered was it was the milk around the cap. That was Getting really all the funky. Pro- yeah, yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't actually the milk going bad. The milk mm. will keep for about two. Gotcha. And I don't really think that store bought milk yeah, keeps much longer than that either. Um, you don't have to shake store bought milk before you drink it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come in glass bottles, so if you drop it, there's not a, a safety hazard or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know they 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 guarantee the store bought milk to not have any kind of problems. But uh, you know the claim that. That pasteurized or that raw milk could have E. coli and all these other things, um, salmonella, listeria, and stuff like that. I think that mostly comes from the area of the cow that the milk comes from, and you know, bad things can happen in in the uh, getting of milk. But they've got new equipment 
And you could use that new equipment to get raw milk, or you can use the new equipment to get... I mean, remember, all milk is raw milk before it's pasteurized and homogenized. So I was being a little facetious in the beginning of this story. I knew kind of what was coming here because this isn't the first story about this. And no, it's, it's happening not just, all over. Right. It's not just the federal government either that is going after these folks. It's state governments as well that are literally doing sting operations against raw milk farmers, against Some very Amish good folks. friends of mine have, uh, in fact, a uh, raw milk distribution center in Sarasota, Florida. Mm-hmm. And right now the, the state of Florida decides to look past. It's against the law to sell milk, raw milk, for the human consumption in the state of Florida. Now, you can sell it for the consumption of pets. So that's so ostensibly when you buy raw milk in Florida, you're buying it for your pets. That's correct. Gotcha. But so I that's think that it's pretty clear that uh, most people aren't doing the, it for that reason. And they, they're doing it for health reasons of their own volition. That it's, it's their decision, right or wrong. That's their decision. And nobody really needs, as far as I'm concerned, needs to uh, be jumping in the middle. But I can tell you that this could turn on a dime. In Florida, it could... Because in many other states, this is what happens. The government just comes along and picks somebody off, whether it's the feds, in this case, spending a year going after some Amish fella because he's selling to people who want to buy this stuff. Mm -hmm. Look, there are no people being held down against their will by Amish people having raw milk poured down their throats. This well, neither the, with the, the people that smell marijuana or other drugs out there to other, you know, or other products that may be banned. Uh, there's no one holding those people down either, and yet the federal government treats drug sellers like criminals. They're essentially treating Amish people now as though they are drug dealers. Well, you know, the Obama administration had actually said that it was going to take a hands-off approach to violations of the law of, you know, around FDA and stuff like that, medical marijuana. and So this see, is a hands-off approach? Yeah, this is the hands-off approach. A year a year. I just can't get over yeah. it. How many man hours of federal FDA agents and uh, you know federal law enforcement officers really went into this operation? I don't know, Mark. It's but multi. It's got to be. A, it has to be a multi-million dollar bust. Has he been? Okay, so he's been arrested. Yes. What's, what's the charge? Do we have uh, any uh, idea? His selling raw milk. I, I you know the, the charging the FDA regulations of some sort. Yep, something like that. I mean, I can uh, go on and read here, but I did not aspiring to to sell raw milk. And it sounds so ludicrous, doesn't it? Yep. Doesn't it? But this is the country in which we live. This is the situation under which we are existing. Yep. And uh, the government the government tells you that that you're wrong. Uh, the Center for Disease Control says prevent um, disease control and prevention says there's no health benefit from raw milk that cannot be obtained from pasteurized milk. Go back to you know put your head back under the pillows, citizen, and be quiet. Americans, you must buy your milk from the government-approved milk vendors like the big corporate milk suppliers. That's really what this is all about, isn't it? Isn't this really about not protecting people from the dangers of raw milk, but to protect the companies who are the major milk manufacturers in this country, who, by the way, receive subsidies from the federal government? The milk that you buy at the grocery store, that's usually a subsidized milk price. You probably would be paying more for milk if it weren't for the federal government taking tax dollars and sending them to these milk distributors. They use that money to lower the price of their product and get it uh, get it on the shelves. 
It we've, looks... we've talked about these milk subsidies in the past. Oh, so absolutely. So if they're going around cracking down on Amish men and women who and families who are manufacturing and selling raw milk, they're Honest doing milk. it. milk. This is the, the stuff you buy in the uh, grocery store that comes in the plastic container with the hand, handle on it mm-hmm. is dishonest milk because it's already the, – the tax money has been stolen from people and given to these milk producers in order to subsidize the production of this milk and then you go and you buy it in the store the raw milk has received no subsidies right you know one of them is produced with stolen money the other one is produced without so it's that's the reason that i choose to have raw milk in my house it's more direct too i mean the reasons the the raw milk is really pretty much like a direct to home kind of thing instead of having these milk manufacturers and milk distributors and milk middlemen and grocery stores in the case of you and your wife, Mark, you're getting the raw milk through, what, one hand? There's like one pair of hands that goes before the, the farmer? Yeah, a, friend, a friend of ours generally gets it for us. Sometimes we get it for her. Right. But, uh, you know, it's just sort of a cooperative uh, situation. So at most, there's one pair of hands in addition to the hands that actually milk the darn cows, right? Like that's We pretty, pretty much, much get it from the hands that milk the cow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fresh. I've gone there no. and I've filled myself from this uh, vat that has, is full of milk. Hmm. I've filled, what, eight or ten different bottles and taken them to other families' houses and Mark, stuff Mark, you're going like to need that. a permit to do that sort of thing. I, I, apparently, I'm the kind of lawbreaker that this Amish guy is. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I, I wonder, here's the question I have for people out there that are listening. Please. Do you still say... Go ahead. It's in a free. We're, we live in a free country. Do you still say that crap? Yeah, that's a good point. D- I mean, does anyone say that? I, I mean, I just there's no evidence that this is the freest country in America. And, and when I see stuff like this, it makes me think we're going really going in the opposite direction. One eight hundred. China's getting more free, and we're getting less. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. If you want to answer that question, or maybe you think this is a good idea to crack down on Amish people selling raw milk or anyone selling raw milk. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free Talk Live. I've started playing a new online game. It's called Mine Things. It's a free online mining game created by a free stater. It's all in your browser. There's nothing weird to download. Your little mining robot guy can mine for you 24-7. You don't even need to be logged in. You compete with other players for resources in a capitalist economy. The virtually mined gold demonstrates the concept of sound money and is exchanged between players tax-free. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MineThings.com and start mining today. It's free. MineThings.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you find there completely free. Uh, By the way, those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page. You can click and get whatever ones you want. In fact, go to the archive section to go all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. Yeah, SACL CAI. They're a company that handles accounts receivable for other businesses. If you got into your business and you because it's something you love doing, chances are good what you don't love doing is handling the collecting of bills. SACL CAI will do that. They'll do it with respect. They won't treat your customers like they're, uh, oh, hey, you better pay your money or whatever. Um, SACL CAI, they collect with respect. You can see their 
banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. So they've gone after yet another Amish uh, family, I guess, or in this case, uh, the father or um, head of the household there in Amish. Where was this? Washington, D.C.? Yeah. I didn't know they had Amish people in Washington, D.C. I, look, what, what are you, some kind of Amish bigot? Amish no. people are everywhere. I, I just they, they seem to be in certain places more so than others. That so. much is true. They do uh, seem to congregate in, in communities. Anyway, so this guy was selling some raw milk, and the federal government agents spent a year investigating this. They then swooped in at some point and actually arrested this guy. And I, I would like to know what exactly, what charges he is facing. I would also like to know what kind of penalty uh, he's looking at here as well. Well, this, this is, is a violation of the Interstate Commerce uh, Act. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is serious stuff. It's probably huge fines. Do they give the farmer's name in this, uh, in they this don't, story? No. Okay. Because hmm. darn, that would have been an easier way to figure this stuff out. But either way, we know this is happening. We know this is not an isolated... Well, the uh, name of the farm, if that's what you um, want to know. Yeah, just something to bring up some more information about this. Okay, it's the uh, Rainbow Acres Farm. Rainbow Acres Farm. All right, so we'll tr- see if we can get a little bit more information about what exactly this poor guy is facing. Because it's not an uncommon story these days. It wasn't too long ago that we read another story about a couple of Amish girls who had gone to like a Walgreens parking lot to do a deal to do a raw milk deal this is honestly going on at this this situation too there are surreptitious deals and they have to put together weird contracts depends on the state right Mm -hmm. Um, and so they people are buying portions of the shares of the produce of the farm they don't actually buy the the product they're not purchasing product they're buying shares and have to sign a uh, form that says that they're not, uh, you know, trying to bust them or something like that, which doesn't make sense. So there, sense. Are, there are a lot of, I guess, machinations that they're going through oh, in yeah. order to actually try to to try to, to dodge around these laws, to sure. try to find loopholes that so allow that people them. can get the milk they want. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just how absurd this is. I'm just curious. Are there people out there who look at this, who listen to the story? Because usually when we talk about the war on drugs and how they're busting pot dealers or, you know, whatever drug dealers we're talking about, because this is the same exact situation. There's men and women that are selling a product that people are interested in buying on a consensual basis. It's not that hard to get a drug warrior to come out and say, yeah, crack down, you know, send them to jail. Those drug dealers, they're evil. Is there somebody out there who would also say something like this about the Amish farmer? Is there somebody out there listening within the sound of our voices tonight who's saying to themselves, yeah, you really need to hurt those Amish people. They're making that raw milk and they're putting people in danger and we need to lock him up and throw away the key. Well, I'm not sure, so sure that Menno Yoder here, or whatever the farmer's name <laughs> is, um, is going to compare his stuff to drug dealing. But um, it, it is a, a contraband item, so there are some parallels to be had. Let's go to your phone calls and talk to Jan listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Hello, Jan. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, this is the FDA protecting us from the, the food supply. As you can tell from the past, they've really helped with the E. coli and the salmonella outbreak. So, again, they're going to help us out. You know, I feel safer drinking that raw milk from that farmer than anything on the, state, anything on the, the counter at a store. You're just a vicious criminal. You're just trying to dodge the laws of this country. Don't you have any respect for the law? 
Well, don't you know they're going to cut out big sales for more organizations because God knows those cookies are probably really loaded with all sorts of germs, don't you know? You know, mm-hmm. I, I tell you what, whenever I see a bake sale, I don't care whether it's uh, – I, I, I could care less if it's from the fundamentalist Jesus Christ to Latter-day Saints Church. I don't care. I want whatever's on that bake sale table. I will go there and I'll spend 10 bucks whenever I Wait walk by. Wait a minute. Why aren't you concerned about permits, Mark? Those- I'm concerned about home-baked goods. That's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> Jan, any other thoughts you want to share? Yeah, I, I think it's utterly ridiculous. It we is. should be allowed to buy what we want, where we want, and how we want, and the government can keep their little fingers out. Does anybody no, ever say around you, Jan, I'm a market asked this question earlier, has, have you heard anyone say in recent times, this is a free country? I wouldn't say it anymore. I, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> they all know better. Jan, what would you say to the – I mean, there's got to be some worrywart lady out there that's worried. Hey, you know, there's these, these health nuts. Sometimes they, they, they're, they're hurting their children with this stuff. You know, I mean, there could be anything in this milk. It's not tested. What, what do you say to that person? Oh, I tell them to go buy Fruit Loops and all the other things at the stores that got all all the other wonderful stuff in it that's checked yeah. out by the FDA and tells you eat that stuff. Right. All the, the artificial colors and artificial preservatives. That's good stuff for you. Thanks, Jan. It for helps the... your hyperactive kids. Thank oh. you for the, the call hyper... tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. <laughs> 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Jackie is listening in Texas. Jackie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian yes. and Mark. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm your huckleberry when it comes to I think the FDA is doing the right thing. Okay, really? It only takes it only takes one bad cow. It only takes one bad batch of milk for that 157 or for listeria or brucellosis or any of the other zoonoses that we have eradicated over the last 50 years because of our FDA to, to kill people. And that's no sense. If you want to have raw milk, please have raw milk. Go get your own cow. You know, that's not really practical. Milk in your house, and my child comes over to play with your child and drinks that milk, and I did not mean for her to drink that milk, then I am putting my child at risk by playing with your child. Well, that much is true. If you want raw milk, go get a cow. That much is true. Well, my question is this. I, I'd be happy to go get a cow, but some people's uh, circumstances don't really lend themselves I to, live in this city. to cow keeping. But can't then go why, to the farmer and get it yourself. Don't well, make the farmer come to that's you. That's illegal. Well, what what difference does it make whether or not I go to the farmer or the farmer comes to me? What they're both illegal. What I'm saying is that I understand that you you're wishing to do this, but you guys are like teenagers. You know, it's like oh gosh, Lee, my dad has a big car and he won't let me drive it only because I'm 15 and don't have a license yet. Jackie, you know, you know back to I'm place. sorry, Jackie, but back to Maybe. Jackie, back to your point about letting your kid come over to Mark's house and drink raw milk. I mean, to go and play with Jack, Mark's son, and uh, you're going to give him some raw milk, Mark. Your kid could also fall off the swing set too when he's over at your, uh, you know, his friend's house. If you want to protect your kids from having anything possibly bad happen to them, just put them inside a big balloon and uh, let them kind of bump around your house. Because uh, no. otherwise, unless you round off all the corners in life and try to, you know, protect like a, a mad woman, you're not. Not going to be able to protect your children from encountering dangerous and risky things in life. I'm saying you have not lived well enough. Fifty years ago, people were dropping like flies from all these zoonoses that were out there, and it was only because of the FDA that we are safe today that you can fuss about not having your raw milk. It's only because of the FDA. Thank you for the for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I'd like to address that when we return here. It's only because of the FDA that we're safe from bad milk. 1-800-259-9231. Without the feds, we'd all be dropping like flies. 
The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. Dial in toll-free. It's the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves, of course, 800-259-9231. That is the point of this program. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Mark. Uh, we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got listening options. We've got live streams there, broadband and dial-up versions of the program. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com. Listen to those around the clock if you'd like. 24-7, the latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing there. Plus, you'll find out about the 95 great radio stations we have that carry the show throughout the week, as well as our satellite listening options, including XM and our free-to-air satellite channel, our webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to our streams that way. Get all the details and get tuned in over at Listen.freetalklive.com. Get your liberty message out to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. As a matter of fact, I just got mine this week. Uh, I, I ordered one that said, Obama's fired more cruise missiles than all other Nobel Peace Prize winners combined. And I'm proudly wearing it on the back of my car. You can get yours at LibertyStickers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. I want to continue taking your thoughts on the raw milk raids uh, that are going on, the raw milk busts and, and threats that are being issued by state governments and the federal government around the country. And this latest case is out of Pennsylvania, Mark. The, the farm is actually in Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, they were delivering, however, outside of Pennsylvania, delivering milk to Washington, D.C. residents. And one of them... Surrounding areas. Yeah, and one of those people they were delivering to was an investigator in the FDA's uh, Baltimore office, apparently, who used uh, aliases to sign up for a Yahoo group uh, for Rainbow Acres customers and began placing orders under assumed names for unpasteurized raw milk. Uh, The orders were delivered to private residences in Maryland where the investigator would pick them up. By crossing state lines, milk became part of the interstate commerce, uh, or I guess violation of interstate commerce laws, thus subject to the FDA's ban on interstate sales of raw milk. And by the way, they came, by the way, at five in the morning to this farm for what uh, the farmers... I'm sure the farmer had been working for an hour at that point. They uh, came back with a warrant, U.S. Marshals, and a state tr- uh, state trooper. But this was a year-long investigation, not yeah. just the few guys that showed up with uh, with guns to arrest the uh, or you know, detain or whatever they did to this uh, Amish farmer fella. But the the man hours that go into this, uh, the idea that you know during this big budget crunch when everybody should be tightening their belt, they're out hassling Amish farmers because oh my, we might get listeria like the last caller. Uh, well, Right. So Jan had suggested that uh, excuse, excuse me, not Jan, Jackie uh, had suggested that it was only because of the FDA is why we're safe from the evils of raw milk. Right, and, and I would uh, posit to that um, if uh, Neil Armstrong hadn't been the first man to step on the moon, would somebody else have stepped on the moon? Probably. Okay, so we can't say that the moon would never have been stepped on if 
Neil Armstrong hadn't stepped on it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But they will say that if it wasn't for the FDA, that everybody would be dropping from Listeria. I would agree that there needs to be some kind of certification organization out there that certifies, uh, you know, milk to be, you know, for mass consumption. Some people can do like I do, go to the farm and get their milk. And for whatever reason, Jackie didn't seem to have a problem with people going to the farm and getting their milk. It was the, the farm delivering the milk to you or whatever. But, you know, this is the problem in implementing a tyrannical, and that's what this is. This is tyranny, uh, totalitarian system. When you tell people you can't have raw milk, it's contraband. Some of them are going to do it anyway. They're going to do it. And then what Damn do you right. do to them? Put them in jail. That's Apparently, the government solution. That's now, all this, the government really has. This guy hasn't been arrested yet, from what I can uh, tell here. I was looking at the, looking up some more information about the He's case. He's probably just going to be fined heavily. For well, they have sent kind of him thing. a letter that tells him to no longer sell across state lines. And presumably, if he continues to violate those uh, terms, then they may end up charging him with something or, or attempting to issue a fine. Or customers just have to come get the milk from him. Or attempting to issue a fine, in which case then the customers would be in violation of the, the federal laws. I don't think they would. Laws. A, an individual can drive across the state line if that's what they want to do. Really? Try driving some marijuana across state lines and let me know how that goes. <laughs> in that case, that would be a, a bigger problem. Uh, so, but, but no, it's, it's not really a bigger problem. We're talking about pretty much the same crime here. You're talking about taking a you're, prohibited you're product. About, I, I understand there's and, parallels. Right. You're talking about taking a prohibited product that the government has said, you sh- thou shalt not have this. And then what the government does to try to stop it, which, of course, as you pointed out, it's not going to stop it. It just drives it underground and it makes it so Amish people have to act like drug dealers by meeting people in a Walmart parking lot to sell them, uh, you know, half a gallon of milk surreptitiously, car to car, that kind of thing. You hop in one side of the car and they they show you the milk. You show them the money. You make the transaction, put the milk in a brown paper bag so no one sees you walking out of the car with the the raw milk. Another thing that uh, Jackie pointed out uh, was that people were dropping like flies from, uh, you know, all the salmonella and listeria and all the things that uh, milk produced in the past. But you have to understand there are states where raw milk consumption and sales are legal. That's true. Here in New Hampshire, it's legal, completely legal for so you don't me have and to, my family to do that. I you, don't have to skulk about like a criminal you don't have because per, you don't busy have to per, bodies like Jackie say, oh, you can't do that. Wait a You'll minute. kill my kid if they come over to your house. So you don't Jackie have to doesn't pre- live anywhere near my house. Great, but, so you, you don't know, have to could. pretend like you're buying it for your pets here in New Hampshire? No. Okay, because some states you said that that's it's, ja- in Florida, it's, that's true. it's only legal to buy it for your pets. You can't buy it for humans. So so if you wanted to set up a raw milk stand and sell it on the side of the road, yes. you'd be able to do that? that? As a matter of fact, a friend of mine has a raw milk stand that huh. they set up on the side of the road and they can do that. Wait, so people aren't dying up right. here? See, that's the thing that she's not looking at. Yes, um, you know, when you look at 50 years ago, there probably were people, you know, the bucket, the pail, sitting underneath the cow, you know, a little bit of poop falls in there or whatever mm. happens. Now, these same operations, I mean, my, the farmer from whom I get my milk sells milk to other pl- you know, places that pasteurize and homogenize. He's got mm-hmm. completely, you know, newfangled equipment. He's got all state of the art equipment. Yeah. So his, you know, his milk isn't getting infected in the same way. Could, yeah, certainly there are uh, chances. Uh, pasteurize, pasteurization, homogenization. These things have some medical benefits, but some people would argue that there are detriments too that there are drawbacks now this is you know, the government will say there's no there's no advantage but there's live enzymes and things like that that people want for themselves 1-800-259-9231 and just to go a little further the milk that you drink isn't safe because of the fda the milk that you drink or the milk that you buy in the store the pasteurized stuff is safe because the marketplace moves towards safety 
because people desire to buy safe milk and safe meat and safe yes. products from their stores. The reason why your and local grocery store desire, desire to provide that they want you to come back, they want you to buy again from them, alive. they want you to tell your friends uh, about their business. So that's the reason why uh, one of the reasons why you don't have expired milk on the shelf at your local grocery store or expired meat on the shelf. People they, won't accept that. They won't accept it. And the businesses want to provide the freshest product. I mean, it's just – that's competition. You've got different grocery stores. Can you imagine if we had the government being the only place where we could buy groceries? Then you'd have problems with expired food and dangerous food because they ha- they would have no one with which to compete. They would have nobody to uh, earn their business away from or to, to compete with to make sure that they got the, you know, the majority of the market segment or whatever. So it's that competition in the marketplace that uh, encourages safety, right. not the FDA. It's the brand. Brand name. I can tell you that there are there were discount. There's a discount grocer when I lived down in Sarasota, Florida, and I was talking to this lady, who, you know, just having a conversation. She said, "Oh yeah, I shop at that discount grocer, but I won't buy my meat there." So she was, you know, making in her determination. Now the FDA says all the meat that they sell there is fine, mm. but she chooses not to because, well, you know, in her mind, the brand isn't safe enough to buy. You yeah. know, she can get dry goods there, but she can't get her meat there. She's going to go to one of the other grocery stores that's not so discounty to do such a thing. And that's just the market segment, the piece of your mind, the ideas that you have that grocers are competing for. Let's, they want to be the safest and the best absolutely. in town, so they can sell the most. Let's talk to John listening in Charleston to WSC FM in South Carolina. Hello, John. John in Charleston. Going once. John. Hey, in, hey, hey John. Guys. Go ahead, sir. How are you? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I uh, live in a state where uh, the raw milk is considered pet food, and as long as you label it as such, you can sell it. Uh, it's kind of only done at farmer's markets, Yeah, uh, but... You can um, you can buy it in Indiana uh, as pet food. I tell you what, John. It says here you're a police officer. Is that true? No, no, no. That's not true. I'm not okay, a police okay. officer. Very good, man. If, uh, if we've got more thoughts, you're welcome to stick with us. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. Hunting, shooting, camping, apparel, auto ATV, tactical gear, survival equipment. OutdoorBunker.com is your one-stop discount shop for all your outdoor survival needs. From scopes, holsters, and knives to backpacks, flashlights, sleeping bags, and more, OutdoorBunker.com features a massive selection at incredible prices. Orders over $100 get free shipping. FTL listeners, get the UTG Deluxe Universal Horizontal Shoulder Holster for only $9.95. I've got mine. Get yours at OutdoorBunker.com slash FTL now. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. The live Saturday edition. You can take control of these airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free. And if you enjoy this program, you enjoy the website, you like the fact that we give you the site for free, unlike those other talk show hosts, well, you can support the show by going and shopping. 
at shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find some Amazon links there, one for uh, the United States, another for the U.K. and Canada, uh, Germany as well. You click into the appropriate one for your country and get your shopping done. Buy whatever it is you're looking for, and there are dozens of categories. Get great deals. It's Amazon. You know, they've got awesome prices and a huge selection. It's just that you're entering through our link. It's kind of like you're going through our portal to get to their site, and then it'll be your usual Amazon shopping experience. It's just that when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase. So whatever it is you end up deciding to buy, Free Talk Live is getting a chunk of Amazon's profits. It's that simple. So start your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com unless you're looking for prescription medication. Yeah, you're not going to get those at Amazon, but you can get them at meds.freetalklive.com, and you can get them significantly less cost than you'd get them at, say, the local pharmacy. And, as a matter of fact, the significant up to 70% off, they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. We've teamed up with Discount Prescription Services. They get them from pharmacies all around the world. They're third-party tested to verify that they are authentic medications. What you order is what you'll get. Whether it's Viagra, Cialis, Boniva, Amplify, Lipitor, Nexium, or Zetia, it's meds.freetalklive.com. All right, so let's go back to your phone calls. We're talking about the raw milk uh, situation where the feds and state governments in some states are cracking down on uh, Amish people and other folks that uh, would dare, dare to sell this product without the government's say-so, without the government's permission. This is essentially contraband, uh, raw milk. Maybe you didn't know this was happening. Well, now you do. 800-259-9231. And especially if you're somebody who thinks that the government should be arresting Amish farmers uh, for selling raw milk, I would love to hear from you. 1-800-259-9231. John is back with us listening in Charleston, South Carolina. Now, John, you're saying that there in South Carolina, it's one of those states where it's legal to sell raw milk, but only if it's labeled for pet use only, only for, you know, if the intention is to be giving this to your pets instead of your human counter, uh, your human friends or family. I think you got it, John, mixed up. I'm the police officer. Oh, okay. I'm a, we, perhaps we lost the uh, the other John. I don't know what uh, – if the other John is on, I would like to get to this. There are like three Johns on hold. So uh, <laughs> if we could put John, the police officer, back on hold and bring John in South Carolina back on if he's there. Uh, do we have John in South Carolina? I think he might have dropped off the line. I wanted to make sure he had enough time to get his thoughts out. But uh, okay, well, let's just take the other John then. John in uh, Indianapolis listening to WXNT. John, the police officer. Is this you? No, now the other John is on now. I don't know what's going on here. I apologize. Somebody for the, identify themselves. The poor communication. Hey, this, Hello? This is this is John, the police officer in Charleston. Oh, John, the police officer in Charleston. So we must have had the indie guy. Anyway, here you are. So uh, your <laughs> thoughts tonight? Um, actually, I just, I, I think it's stupid today we be doing this stuff. I'm your, uh, you know, old, former law elite uh, police officer. I used to be a member of that. But, um. I just think it's stupid. I, your problem is you're having nowadays are people going into the government, you know, the FDA, things like that, and they don't think for themselves. They have people tell them to do stuff, and they do it without thinking. They've kind of drilled out of a lot of people's heads that people have discretion. Well, now, just so the fact that what we, would can, happen, we can do something. What would happen if this, uh, I, I guess they had one sort of lead agent gal who, uh, you know, kind of did, you know, got these people to sell to her and things like that. And then after that, they went in with some other cops. But what happened if if she said, well, you know, I'm not interested, somebody else would just do it, right? Yeah, they would. But, I mean, at least she's standing up for, you know, principle. And eventually you're going to have enough people who will or you're going to have no one who will. I mean, who does? Who yeah. thinks for themselves and you're just going to have a big drone call. I mean, I see it an awful lot. You know, a lot of guys are 
book smart, you know, can do tests well. But when it comes to common sense, not there very much. And, you know, they don't have a very good understanding to the fact that, hey, this is not legal for us to be doing, or this is, you know, a little overboard. Well, whether it's legal or not, the the question is whether it's right or wrong. John, the yeah. question—the question is whether it's right or wrong, what, not whether it's legal or illegal. And the people that base sure. the people that base their morality on what is the law are so lost because there have been so many horrible laws, and there still are so many horrible laws that are enforced upon peaceful people that are clearly wrong. Uh, of course, the war on drugs being one of those things, as you understand. So, as a police officer, if they came to you and said, "John, we need you as part of a team. We're going to be doing a raid on, uh, you know, an Amish farm here the, tomorrow morning. They've uh, they've got some." raw milk they've been selling what would you what would you say to that has to be stepped out of it really that's against my that's against me would that's you not be afraid own. would you not be afraid of some sort of retaliation uh, by the the department heads the worst i can do is not promote me or not move me around i mean for, for, really for some officers that's enough like for some officers the fear of not being promoted is enough for them to just keep their mouths shut and do whatever it is they're told i'm i'm really um proud to hear that you would say that uh, you wouldn't do something like that yeah well I mean, you, you brought it up on one of my calls a long time ago you know what if they come back i don't believe i mean that we should be enforcing marijuana you know some of the other ones the harder ones eh, i think there'll be more guidelines you know the crack things like that that have pharmaceutical uh you know you know derivatives that's here and you have to use to concoct these things you know but the marijuana i don't think should be enforced and but uh You'd ask me, would I enforce the Second Amendment? There's no way. I mean, there's no way I would go in there and take some of the guns. You know, good on you for having a conscience and not being afraid to use it. I know a lot of police who, you know, they, they may think like you do. They may think that marijuana should be legal, and they may think that it's silly to uh, to bust people for raw milk, but they'll just continue on doing what they're told because they're now, deathly afraid of consequences from within the, I don't, the department. I don't do it myself, or granted, because of my job, but... I don't do it myself because I'm one of those people. You don't take in things into your lungs that's only for you know, you know, for air. But you know, that's just my own personal philosophy. But I'm not going to force it on other people. You're the man, dude. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. I wish more officers uh, of the law had the the kind of courage that it takes to say no to following bad orders. There is always going to be some kind of health risk to taking combusted plant material, whether it's tobacco or marijuana or. Banana leaves into your lungs. So, you know, I, I understand where he's coming from. Let's try this, uh, the original John, one more time here. I think original John was in Indianapolis. That last John was in South Carolina. I could be wrong. Hey, Let's put another you're good, John. On. You're, you're good, guys. You got this one right. All right. Now, John, so, where are you? Indiana. I am in the Indianapolis area, you the are. pet food raw milk state. Okay. So, so, right. So, in, in, go ahead with your Indiana, thoughts. Or, in Indiana, you can. You can you can sell the raw milk as pet food, and there's typically not a big deal made about it. Uh, it's mostly found, you know, if you want to find it, farmers markets, things like that. And it, that's that's about the extent of, of where you're going to find find that. Yep. One of my points is, your one of your callers made mention of the FDA. Mm-hmm. The FDA is full of form, former drug company executives who are trying to. Uh, Further, the needs of drug companies and the studies that are being done for drugs, a lot of them are crap, and your caller needs to understand that, that just because a drug appears in the market doesn't mean it was tested properly, doesn't mean it's safe, just means the FDA approved it. 
And yep. there's so many drugs that are being recalled by the FDA a few years after they're released from the market. It makes you really wonder just how good are the testing procedures they're using. And you, you see this happen over and over. And, and you can't say the FDA is doing a great job because they're not. And it's the USDA that regulates part of the food crop. The FDA regulates part of, another part of it. I remember watching a documentary, I think it was Food Inc. Yeah. And the, the uh, chicken farmer who's processing his chickens under the, under the sky, they, they tried, the health department came in and tried to shut him down, say, well, you're, you know, you're going to have too much uh, contamination here. Well, his contamination levels were lower than the contamination level they were finding in industrialized chicken plants. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, try to imagine here for a second. You know, some guy who's uh, hanging chickens from a tree, and that's what this fellow was doing. Mm-hmm. I saw the same uh, the same thing. You know, as if he's he's going to have the problems that a place that's running tens of thousands of chickens a week through it. I mean, there's de- it's dead chickens. Chickens and, and and dead dead and fecal matter from chickens. I mean, there's all these problems. And what you're, what the other what the caller doesn't understand is the Food Safety Modernization Act exempted three industries from the act. The three industries are beef, poultry, and eggs. Nice. And that I mean, you you really got to understand the legislation that's going through to see if it's going to have any impact. And it's a nice feel good legislation for people like your former caller. Yeah. Makes them feel good. But the effectiveness is not going to be there. You nailed it. Thanks for the call, John. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. But that's what people want. They just want to be told that everything's okay. They want a little sticker put on whatever the product is that says that it's been inspected by the, you know, the government. Right, because the government's out to keep you safe. I mean, clearly, that's why they're bombing uh, innocent people around the world, because all they're concerned about is your safety. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, you know, because bombing innocent people is really going to help keep you safe. More coming up. You can take control. Hour two's next. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Jane Neil Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C. FEST.com. Use coupon code FREETALKLIVE, all one word, for 20% off. Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. It is the live Saturday edition. We launch here into the second hour of the program. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. 
And Mark. Once again, uh, the number for you is 800-259-9231. You can take control of the, the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls uh, about whatever's on your mind. We've got Kevin on the line listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Hello. Uh, I have a couple of quick milk stories for you, for you from 1981. Okay. Uh, my my first milk story was I worked for Kroger, the Kroger company. I was in management with them, and they're having strikes in Dallas with their Teamsters. So they took uh, certain groups of people in management, and back then you could get a CDL license if you just passed a test and a little bit of training. So myself and another gentleman, we were both in our mid-20s. We were driving a dairy tanker from Dallas, Texas to Houston, Texas, and they do not have the wafers or wafers inside the, the tankers. Right. This is the, the, this is important for the average listener to uh, to understand that wafers? it isn't the uh, it isn't the dynamite guy uh, that's pulling pulling stuff. He's not the suicide jockey. It's the guy pulling the dairy thing because they have to be able to clean that out so that milk just sloshes in there back and forth. It's like a they're like giant shiny silver torpedoes. What are, what are the wafers? What, what does that mean? What that is, there's baffles inside, and that in, in oil or other chemicals, the chemical will come up and hit the the, the wafer or wafer, whatever you, I can't remember the term, mm-hmm. and it, it it breaks up the flow of the liquid so it doesn't come up and slam up against the front of the truck. Mm. And uh, myself and the other individual, I had to actually spend two days in the hospital. I was so mentally distressed because we <laughs> we. Because we just kept getting pounded, and then Houston, Texas is the worst traffic jam city in the world, and you're on that highway, and people would cut in front of us, and I- I'm just shocked I'm still alive. We burnt, The actual back wheels caught on fire. We used the brakes so much. I mean, it was just amazing. Jeez. Yes, it was very dangerous. Uh, I, I, and anytime you see a tanker, back off. I yeah. don't care what tanker it is. But uh, my second story is about this lady out in Orange County in California and she got the idea to get milk baths because back then they didn't have the Rogaine. So okay. she calls up, or the, uh, whatever, that Botox. Okay. So she calls up the local, local uh, milk company and says, can you fill my bathtub up with milk? And the gentleman says, sure, we'll just run a tube through the window and fill the tub up. Would you like that pasteurized? And she says, no, just fill it to my chest. I'll splash it the rest of the way. <laughs> That's hilarious. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, what's nice about a couple of younger uh, talk show hosts? You can pass some old jokes past them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I did not see that pasteurized uh, uh, joke coming from anywhere. So uh, you didn't even get it. I mean, no, I didn't get it. But it sounded funny though. (laughs) The idea that uh, somebody would stick a tube of milk through somebody's window and fill a bathtub was pretty funny. Joke, right? At this point, like that didn't happen. Yeah, none of it happened. Right? Yeah. So cute the way you just don't get that stuff. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's a good thing we have a multi-generational talk show here. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, for those of you just tuning in, the reason for the milk call there is that uh, the first hour we spent talking about the concept of raw milk and the fact that in a lot of places it's illegal to sell raw milk to other human beings. And it's dangerous. It's also illegal to sell raw milk across state lines, according to the U.S. federal government, who has now gone after a farm in uh, Pennsylvania for doing right. just that. They're threatening them. They had not yet arrested the uh, farm owner, but they did come in for a 5 a.m. raid, 
And that is when they threatened him uh, directly about what it was he was doing. He was not only selling raw milk to people over state lines, allegedly, but also selling it without a label. You know, we can't be having that in this country. Got to have a label. Yeah. And of course, the point being that people wouldn't know what they're eating without labels. The, the point being that he's selling things to other human beings who are consensually choosing to buy a product without a label on it. For whatever reason, maybe they think it's tasty. Maybe they've gotten a recommendation from a friend. Maybe they were told that, hey, you should buy from this guy. It's it's really good stuff. There's some diets out there. The you know one that my wife read was Nourishing Traditions, and uh, you know I, I can't remember the fellow's name, but he's got a fun little name to uh, to repeat. And some people are really into that stuff. Eh, you know, whatever, whatever. So we continue. It's here. America. It's a free country. You should be able to <laughs> have raw milk if you want, well, right? Well, in theory. It's a it's a theoretically a free country. No, but it's just the PR, really. Yeah, not really in point. practice in any way, shape, or form. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Of course, would love to hear from you if you think it's a good idea to arrest people for selling raw milk, if you think that it's okay to steal their farms from them, if you think that it's okay to threaten them with violence. I uh, would love to hear from you. Let's continue, though, with your calls and thoughts. You can bring up anything, of course. And also, if we get a chance, we'll talk about suicide and the suicide kits that one 91-year-old grandmother has been selling. Uh, we will uh, get to that here if we get a chance. But your calls come first. So let's talk to Paul, listening uh, in Albany, Oregon. Paul, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. How Paul, are you doing today? What's on your mind tonight, Paul? Well, I just wanted everybody to know, real simply... If you put the Bible together and everything that's going on on the TV around the world, what you're seeing on all the computers as far as aliens and all that. Huh? What are you talking about? That's what you need to prepare for. Aliens or the Bible? Both. I'm a little confused. I'm sorry. Will, will Jesus be riding a spaceship? No. No, I don't think so. Okay. What is it that you're suggesting here? Because I'm a little confused. Can you maybe clear that up for me? Paul? You've got to prepare for what's coming. What is coming? Put them both together. What is, what is it that's coming? Go ahead. Lay it out. Well, I'd have to say that unbelievable feelings of death and just the worst unbelievable feelings of being killed and, and there's no way... Nothing you could even imagine, as far as you've seen today, that what's really coming to us. Like now, it, why why would people have unimaginable why would people have unimaginable feelings of being killed? Why what would be causing those feelings besides the act of killing someone? No, it's worse than that. It's worse than killing someone. It really is, and I don't know what? how to explain it. But what? Well, what if is, you want people to, like, to take you seriously then you'll have to be able to explain what you're talking about. So what is it you're referring to when you're suggesting that people will have... Stop it at all. Uh, Stop what? Are are you talking about aliens? Uh, Maybe mind control or something like that? What is it you're getting at? It's it's all of it. Yeah. Thanks for the call today. 1-800-259-9231. Sorry, that doesn't make sense. I feel so bad for folks like that. That um, you, know, you mean if, crazy people? For whatever reason, he's dealing with whatever mental illness he's he's dealing with, and uh, you know, he's he's, he's you know, it, it, obviously dealing with huge feelings of impending doom. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. 
I mean, he's got, you know, he's, he's the, the world will feed that to you. There's the whole 2012 Aztec thing, yeah. the Christian religions based around the, uh, the, the you know, people being swept up in a rapture. So, you know, hey, I, I, I understand how people end up like this. Let's continue, though, and you can bring up anything you want. We mean it. Let's talk to Joe, uh, excuse me, Jose, listening in Tampa to WFLA. Hello, Jose. You're on Free Talk Live. That, that guy is cracking me up. He's drinking Pollux milk. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind tonight, Jose? Hey, the Amish guy, he could do whatever he wants. It's all about control. His government just wants to control us. That's about it. That's what governments you, do. They're all about control. They want to control once they, you. Once they've got things under control in one area of an, under control, then they want to control the next. They can't even control things like that they're supposed to be controlling. I guess like murders and uh, you know the military and stuff like that. They can't even handle that. Well, it's a lot but, easier to focus on those nice um, uh, nice Amishmen. They're a lot more. Uh, they're, they're a lot easier to handle safer. than those murderers. And, and control and money. And the Amish guy had enough money to pay off the FDA and somebody in the government. I'll be selling milk all around the United States. You're right about that, sir, and I thank you for the call. That's exactly right. Obedience and extraction of wealth. That's what the government's all about. They want you to obey and to pay them. 800-259-9231. And he is absolutely right. Anybody that's got enough money can pay off the government agencies. Yeah, and they'll then, get what they want. Yeah, and then they can... Well, they just buy lobbyists and things like that. Yeah. They, they don't. You don't just peel it off for the government agents right there at the Total door. Free number, Normally. 800-259-9231. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there for free. You can get signed up for our news updates and be kept in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first. If you are on the news release list, you can get them via email, which is, my opinion, the best way to do it. You will definitely not miss anything that way. And then there's also the Twitter and or Facebook options, which are a little more transient, but people love them. So go and get signed up for whatever it is that works best for you. You can sign up for one or all three, whatever you want to do, over at news.freetalklive.com. Of course, it's all free for you. That's news.freetalklive.com. Whether we are talking about raw milk or whatever it is you want to discuss... Anything goes here tonight, as it always does. 1-800-259-9231. Continuing with your phone calls. More Johns on the line here. John in Tampa. <laughs> it's John Talk Live. Uh, John, you're listening to WFLA. Hello there. John. I listen to you guys a lot, and uh, I really appreciate your show, and I respect you guys a ton. Welcome, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm just curious. You know, you guys were talking about how, you know, the raw milk debate there and how, you know, Congress is trying to, or the state's trying to regulate whether or not it can be distributed. Mm-hmm. And and as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm all for, you know, I don't really appreciate how Congress can use the, you know, interstate commerce clause to pretty much do anything it wants and regulate whatever it wants. But as far as raw milk is concerned, 
I don't really know much about the actual product, but I can guess that it's if it's not homogenized, it's for a re, you know it's not as good as homogenized milk or as safe as it is. I think when it, what basically what they're trying to do as far as you know rating it and getting rid of it and getting it out of the stream of commerce is that they don't want people who think they might be getting homogenized milk to drink raw milk and have those consequences. I don't think that's happening in these circumstances. I mean, you've got to understand the, the, usually how this happens is these things are delivered in different containers. They don't look like the milk that you buy at the store. The ones that I get are in uh, glass containers with little plastic right. pop tops. So I've seen them in plastic containers, but they're, they're clearly labeled. And they don't show up in grocery stores uh, currently. They're not in grocery stores and things like that. So they're bus this guy and, and by the in and people had to join yahoo groups in order to and sign big long forms and purchase what they called shares of the produce they wouldn't they didn't actually buy gallons of milk they they had to, to invest a great deal of money in order to be able to get this milk so these okay. people aren't being fooled in any way now you may believe that pasteurized milk is better or not better and i can tell you that uh, you know some people people the debate's open on that yeah the debate's open Uh, you know no but no doubt we drink it at my house um i drink it because i consider it to be a more moral thing to drink i think that the the milk that's delivered that uh that you get in the store it really receives government subsidies and and i I agree that if you want to pay a premium to have something a little bit different delivered to your home that's one thing but if he's a commercial seller don't you think it should be a little bit different what do you mean what should be different well then i mean maybe he should be held to the same regulations of of pasteurization or homogenization as the other farmers who do have uh but if he were to pasteurize that's like saying if you deliver one um uh, one whip lash to one of the slaves shouldn't you give it to all of them no i don't think he should uh, receive that if people are buying what they're buying with the full knowledge that that's what they're buying and signing a form that says that they relieve him of all kinds of whatever problems and that kind of thing these people are fully informed we we know that we know that waivers don't go too far in protecting people from liability it's just a a way of not getting you know trying to deter people from suing but you know I um, you know, signing a waiver, I guess would would if it's only given. I guess if it's only given, I agree with you if that it's only given to the people who sign the waiver and it's not being introduced into the stream of of a. Uh interstate commerce that it shouldn't be regulated. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, in these circumstances and I think, you know, grocery stores would probably go out of their way if if it was made legal. Suddenly there is a it was legal in America, a free country to buy raw milk. The grocery stores would probably make it very clear and it isn't going to be as cheap. Uh, when you look at organic brown eggs in the store, you're not mistaking right. them for a dozen of the grade A white eggs, which, you know, they used to be 99 cents when I bought right, eggs. Eight bucks now, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. I have no idea what they are now. I, I just pushed the cart behind my wife. Hey, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Yep. 800-259-9231. Uh, really, to be more clear, nothing should be regulated by the federal government. The USDA and the FDA should be abolished and replaced with nothing. Now, if you're worried, as far as the government is concerned, if you're worried about safety and you're worried about disease and health, then let the marketplace handle that. It let, will handle let that. Let third-party certification come up and let them, you know, the, the UL of milk 
let the third-party certifiers come forth and certify those companies that want to have certifiable milk and, and to have that kind of stamp of quality, uh, that stamp of reliability, the stamp of consistency that that certification would stand for. Uh, on their product to help people feel better about buying it. Let the stores be the ones who are vetting these products as well. Like, look, if you want to sell your raw milk in my grocery store, it's going to have to be of a certain quality. We're going to need to know things about it. It's going to have to be tested. We need to know when it's going to expire. We need to know more about it before we're going to put it on our shelf and sell it to our customers. And I think you're right, Mark. Clearly, those stores are not going to have an interest in trying to pawn off raw milk as though it's pasteurized. There there are two very separate market segments that are going to be interested in these products. They're going to want to make sure that their customers are getting what they're expecting. Yeah, they're going to be getting what they're expecting. They're going to be safe because manufacturers don't want to provide you with bad uh, products. Sometimes it's going to happen. It happens now with the FDA, and that shows what a toothless tiger you're dealing with. The FDA isn't going around and taking little little eyedroppers to every gallon of milk that you're buying. They're not no. even touching that stuff. They, you know, they, they may walk through the factory now and then, but mostly what you're dealing with is companies that are testing themselves. Let's go to Susan, listening in Yakima to KBBO. Hello, Susan. You're on Free Talk Live. Susan in Yakima, Washington. Hey there. Most people can't get that Yakima right, so thanks. It's on, hey, it's on in, all kinds of uh, ski equipment. You, you, know, you, you see Yakima everywhere. Well, that's true. How do, you, what, how do you hear it mispronounced? Is it like Yakima, or how, how do people butcher it? Or Yakima. Yakima, okay. I see. Yeah. So oh, crazy things. So welcome, we're Susan. The Apple, Go ahead with your thoughts. Capital of the world, not not the ski place. The what capital? <laughs> Apple. Capital. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of places would vibe for your attention on apples. But go ahead. Yeah, we got it. But anyway, hey, the, this raw milk deal. Um, if I go to a farmer's market, I expect, and it says organic. I expect him to be truthful, but I'm taking him at his word. Yeah. I, as a as a consumer, am taking my risk going to bake a bake sale um, or a farmer's market of of getting that stuff. Yeah. Um, you're right. I I think the government needs to. I mean, government's too big. Yeah, Absolutely, it, it wants to be in your business. It wants to tell you, uh, you know, when you know when your kids are vaccinated, how they're vaccinated, what they eat, how they eat it. They want to tell you everything. What kind of toys they can play with. Uh, the government's uh, just recently p- uh, passed a regulation about a year ago that basically drove small wooden toy manufacturers out of business. That's true. You know, Susan, I'm glad and, that you. And the, Go ahead. And they've got nice big pieces. It's it's not. Yeah. It's the big big companies and and uh, the government being too big, and, and that's coming from a politician. That's what, what I am, unfortunately, sometimes. Mm. But um, it, it is. The government has got their nose in too much things. Things need to be privatized. Well, I like to hear politicians parties. say that. Yeah, thanks, Susan, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I'd also like to hear somebody say that they they realize that they're taking a risk when they uh, embrace the idea of going to a bake sale or something like that. I mean, it's not a big risk. No, but... Please, it is. Those, those ladies want to provide you with. They want to. They want to get some some funds for their church or their little, uh, you know, civic aid society or whatever it is they're doing, and they're going to provide you with the good products in the process. Let's talk about the organic labeling though. Coming up in a moment. Free talk live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want at 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of this program. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will get you there. And if you are a lady listener who would like to be on the Shrine, you can get details on how to do that over at Shrine dot freetalklive.com we've been talking about raw milk uh, the freedom of individuals to be able to sell what it is they would like whether it be raw milk or whether it be marijuana or whatever product or service it is that the government has decided you shouldn't be able to have uh-uh. you should be able to make these choices and people are making the choice regardless of whether or not it is they're choosing to buy raw milk whether or not uh, the government wants them to in the same way that they will choose to buy marijuana whether or not the government wants them to and the people that want raw milk are so interested in raw milk they are willing to do drug deals essentially i mean the equivalent of drug i've bought i've bought marijuana before in a parking lot of a walgreens and there were some uh there were some I guess two little girls that were from an Amish farm. I guess little girls, not accurate. They were old enough to drive. So teenage girls from an Amish farm who had come to a parking lot of some drugstore to do a deal with a customer for raw milk. I mean, that is what the, the black market is. When something is prohibited by the government, it goes underground. Things get very stealthy, surreptitious yep. deals, questionable deals, perhaps. You want to talk about dangerous raw milk? Have it, made it, make it illegal. And then you want to see if it's dangerous, because then maybe things won't quite be on the up and up in that case. Well, I think that not just the illegality of it, but the crackdown. That's the difference. You could uh, do as they do in in states, I think it was uh, Indiana, the one caller mentioned, and Florida, I know for certain, where they just say, oh, you know, it's only for use as pet food. And then, you know, it kind of keeps it on the periphery. But it's going to, it's a fringe product anyway. I don't know that you're going to find this product in too many grocery stores. Like, regular grocery stores there are some uh, there's been some cases where a SWAT team was sent in in California and admitted into that store there's pro- into a yeah into a health food store that was probably had it like in refrigerators you know it looked a little I saw that looked a little more like uh, like milk but I mean this is outrageous it doesn't matter to me I, I obviously the one caller called and he was concerned about fraud but you know, you're not going to have it. It's like people being people trying to sell silver, uh, you know, sell gold as silver. No, raw milk costs a lot more than regular milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there was a higher demand for it, it would cost less. But if there's not, there's a low demand. A lot of people are very concerned about their milk not being pasteurized and homogenized and whatever. 
So, by the way, if you want to get together with other people are, that are of our mindset, people that understand what the ideas of liberty are, people that want to achieve freedom in their lifetime, people that are sick and tired of the government attempting to control their every move, trying to extract as much money as they possibly can, liberty-minded people are getting together for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's coming up June 20th through the 26th. We're going to be there broadcasting live, and hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people will be together enjoying all kinds of activities from live musical performances to family fun, campground-style, camp fires and uh, parties, all kinds of fun stuff. Agorism in action. People will be selling things, maybe some raw milk, uh, without any governmental permission. They'll be having a good time as well. So go to Porkfest.com to get registered. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, Porkfest.com, and uh, use our discount code if you want to save 20%. The code is Free Talk Live without any spaces. So just plug that code in when you get registered over at Porkfest.com, and we will see you there as we continue with your calls. John is in New Hampshire, and John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, John. John in New Hampshire. Hi, how you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, not much. I'm a, I'm a retired police officer, and I um, I'm proud to say I buy, transport, and drink raw milk. I love it. Um, my kids and family are healthier. And we feel it's the the safety measures are all these people that produce raw milk. It's not only for their own consumption, but the people they do sell it to. They're more concerned about the safety when the cows, if they become sick at all. They don't sell anymore, which is the reverse in the commercial industry because if cows are sick on the corn-fed cow farms, they just uh, bottle it, boil it, and sell it anyways. Yeah, uh, There's more safety measures, and I've looked into it a lot, and uh, I've never had one bad bottle of the, the raw milk. Now, let's say you were still, you said you're a retired police officer, right? Yeah, I'm retired. Let's say you weren't retired, and uh, like our last officer we talked to on this one, let's say you were given orders and that New Hampshire had criminalized raw milk sales and that you were told that uh, you were needed for part of a raiding team to go on a farm and uh, bust somebody for selling raw milk. Would you follow those orders? No, that's ridiculous. And you, you would, the trouble is today, though, with some of these jackbooted thugs, you have, you have no discretion anymore. They've taken away a lot of that discretion. A lot of the younger officers have no uh, common sense of their own. Well, it's not to say they don't have the discretion. They could still use discretion anytime they want. It's just that uh, you're you're probably right in that they're indoctrinated to just do what they're told. Yeah, a lot of them just uh, strictly follow orders. And the bad thing with that is, you know, some of these federal agents, they better stop looking at raw milk and maybe monitor the gun sales to the drug cartels in Mexico that are killing their own agents. Well, you know, if uh, if the feds would just simply get out of the war on drugs and in the war on drugs, then there would be no more drug cartels. Yeah, and that's another thing. I see many years uh, going on these drug raids that mainly produced uh, minor offenses, locked up people for minor amounts of marijuana, all types of overtime, all types of money. It's a never-ending paycheck for the officers, but the payoff's not the same on the other end, and it, all it does is destroy families. Man, John, it sounds like you've got it down. Are you a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition by chance? Uh, no. You might want to take a look into it if you've uh, you know if you hop on your computer and go to leap.cc. L-E-A-P. Lots of retired guys in there. Yeah, leap.cc. Okay. Uh, there are a bunch of retired police, but there are some on duty, uh, a handful yep. of on duty folks that are still on on board uh, today in their current jobs. But it's a group of law enforcement officers who have come to the conclusion that this war on drugs is insanely destructive and expensive, and and it destroys our families and is a war against our friends and and our neighbors. They're always and, uh, looking for local speakers too, and you sound like you'd be good at that job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Thank you, and keep up the good work. Thanks, John. We're glad you're out there again. Once again, that's Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, L-E-A-P dot C-C. I have some quibbles with how they do their their business, but from what I, you know... There's still all the best organization considered. out there for law yeah. enforcement officers all things that considered. understand that this uh, that this war on drugs is, creates a lot more problems than it solves. Yeah, they do great work. Their speakers are constantly being booked for various different venues. For instance, like speaking to the Lions Club or speaking yeah. to a local church or speaking to this is how you this is how you talk to people. I mean, this, this is the way you get your message out, and it's it's a great one. Oh, so I, I said we should address the organic labeling issue, um, the, the point where our one of our callers earlier, I think it was Susan in Yakima, she was saying that she's, you know, she's gone to these farmer's markets, and when she asks a farmer if it's organic, he says it's organic, she has to take his word for it. And to some extent, if you're not willing to do any more digging, then yeah, you'll have to take their word for it. However, buyer beware. It is your responsibility as the buyer to verify the claims that these vendors are making. So if you want to verify that it's really organic, ask the farmer for a tour. I mean, any farmer that is on done, the yeah. up, is on the up and up is going to be willing to say, yeah, okay, come on out. We, you yeah. know, we can take you around the farm on Monday at 2 o'clock and we'll show you how organic we really are. That's not uh, exactly foolproof. Um, what often will happen is, you know, there's this, it's my understanding. I'm not an expert in the area of organic uh, farming, so if I I've got this wrong, people. You can call in and correct me. Please be nice. Um, the but that your farm has to have been like organic for a certain period of time. So you could have had uh, you know used ten years ago. This this land was used uh, you know for non organic farming or something like that, and then it wouldn't be organic. Or your neighbor can use or, uh, non organic stuff, and if something blows in, then that's a problem. So that's it's not mm. exactly foolproof. And many farmers will say things just like that. Look, I use organic methods. This isn't certified organic. I'm not. Gonna, I can't say that to you. And that's been my experience at the farmers markets. Is that the farmers will say things like that like just that look i can't call this organic because it isn't organic certified Mm -hmm. but i use organic methods because that's what my customers want now when you say organic certified you mean fda or usda rather there are different organic certifications on wednesday nights we have wayne in here Mm -hmm. and he's kind of like a health nut Mm -hmm. and from from what he's told me healthy guy yeah From what he's told me, uh, the USDA organic certification is like a joke in comparison to the market uh, certifications for organic. Right, and some people are ultra-orthodox about their organic stuff. So ask about the certification, and if they're certified, they'll show you the certification. If not, you can still tour their farm and take a look around. I want my food produced in a wholesome fashion by local farmers um, that that aren't adding any kind of stuff to it and that isn't subsidized by the government. That's what I want. We're coming up. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you might want at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a full list of things that you can do 
to help get Free Talk Live into more people's ears around the world, go to promote.freetalklive.com to do that. Once again, that's promote.freetalklive.com. On the radio, AM radio especially, you can hear all kinds of ads for gold. Not as many for silver, but what my experience is is that uh, you know it's a, you call one company they talk to you about gold you call another company they talk to you about a different kind of gold piece and you really can't compare apples to apples what i did with gold.freetalklive.com is i worked with a company that's uh, the genesis communications or midas resources uh, the, the you know companies are owned together to get some coins that are commonplace that you can compare in different comparison shop in different places cuz that's really what it's all about is getting the gold and silver into your hands in forms that uh, you know are usable to you whether it's as a hedge against inflation and an investment or barter currency it's gold.freetalklive.com all right so 800-259-9231 is the number we continue with your phone calls uh, ladies come first let's talk to Jackie listening in Rapid City South Dakota to KOTA hello Jackie hi hey what's on your mind tonight I have been, well, my kids are awake now, and we just came inside, but my husband and I left the Shrine Circus. Kids were asleep. We drove around for two hours listening to your discussion, raw milk. Um, my husband's Native American, so loves the holistic approach, and I'm an art, a registered nurse here. Mm-hmm. So I like the holistic approach. Uh, I don't know a lot about it. I'm, you know, very interested in it and all for it. But um, I feel if people want to drink raw milk, let them. You know what I mean? If people want to smoke pot, my cousin has been diagnosed with HIV since 95. His doctor doctor recommended, this is in Colorado, recommended he smoke pot. He is doing excellent, and we're in, what, 2011? Yeah. My cousin's doing fine. Yeah, it kept his appetite up. There's a lot of medical journals with positive information about all of that stuff. And I agree with Susan from Yakima that the government just has their nose in too much. You know what I mean? They want to control too much, and that's a big downfall. I heard you. The problem, the problem comes in, though, when they control anything, because, you know, it's easy for people to look at the government and say, oh, they've gone too far. But when would you draw the line? At what point would you draw the line? Because the point at which you would draw the line is different from the point at which the government people will draw the line or your neighbor would draw the line. And the idea that right. the government should have any line on what they should be doing or shouldn't be doing is a, is a real problem, because no one will ever come to an agreement on how much is too much or how little is too little when it comes to it's government also regulation. incredibly arbitrary. There are all kinds of people moving milk across state lines and the federal government hasn't done a year-long investigation on them for whatever reason they picked this rainbow farms and they've gone after this nice amish family it's just arbitrary well, and i'm originally from pennsylvania so the amish you go amish you know what i mean it's <laughs> yep, who, who cares and I, there's probably people the government's crooked anyway they there's a lot of people that do wrong and just, uh, you know what I mean? Yes. It's just, and maybe they're, they'll, maybe they're looking at the, the medical cost of it, like if somebody gets sick from drinking the wrong, yeah, I don't no, know. No, that's Who not knows? it. No, it's, it's really, uh, and, and it's good. I understand why people want to think up reasons that are compassionate. As to why the government would do these things, like that's that's yeah. kind of where some of the people have come from tonight. Well, maybe they're doing this because they're compassionate for how people feel. That's not it at all, in my opinion. It's really if you all don't about. Drink it, don't drink it. it. Well, it's really all about corporatism, as far as what the government's reasons for doing these things are. The government is interested, and this is the reason for all regulation. On one hand, they sell it to people as though we're the government, we're here to keep you safe. That's the sales pitch, but it's not the real reason for it. The real reason is because the government wants to protect the milk companies out 
out there from competition. They want to protect the big milk players from competition by the little farmers, and that's effectively all that they're doing here. And great call tonight, by the way. I appreciate you being out there, and thanks for your thoughts at 800-259-9231. They don't want competitors that that is the big players like you look at the cigarette business for instance the big cigarette companies the uh, you know uh, rj reynolds is one of them these guys are out there trying to crack down on the new upstarts we had i was uh, meeting up with a friend here in town the other day who was uh, using his new e-cigarette in his office and he's actually the guy that runs the local uh, cable access television station, Lee. And I was I asked him how his, how his new e-cigarette is treating him. Because obviously I've heard a lot of good things about it. And a lot of people that are using them are very excited about them. Indeed, he was very excited and started gushing about how great it is. You know, that now he can deliver nicotine to his body without smoke, without the dangers of, uh, of smoke. And uh, the fact that he can do it while sitting in his office was, is great. Then he mentioned that uh, the federal government is looking at outlawing these things. I believe that, and I've just been talking to uh, some e-cigarette uh, manufacturers. Uh, one will be advertising on the show come uh, starting next week. It's uh, VaporStation.com. Uh, VaporStation.com, if you didn't get to hear what I said. A, and as I understand it, the lawsuit has been dropped, and the FDA is looking at uh, regulating them like tobacco products. They're not tobacco Whatever products. Whatever that means. Well, you- Look, they want to go after the R.J. Reynolds and the uh, the big boys in the cigarette manufacturing business. They know this is a threat. They can see this. They can see the the amount of money that is being spent in the e-cigarette industry. That's a threat because every extra dollar that's spent on e-cigarettes is a dollar that would have otherwise likely have been spent on their cigarette products. Yeah, I would. And, uh, you know, if I were still a smoker, and thank God, thank goodness, I'm not. Um, they. I would be looking at these e-cigarettes hard. Right. So because R.J. Reynolds and the other guys, they've got the influence in Washington, they're going to use as much of their influence as they possibly can to put these e-cigarette manufacturers and vendors out of business or regulate them to the point where it'll be too expensive for them to do business and compete with uh, R.J. Reynolds. So they're probably not going to ban them outright. They just may make the regulatory structure so onerous that it effectively bans. It effectively makes it so it's just not even possible to do business in that area. And that's what you've got going on with the milk situation. You've got the big milk manufacturers lobbying the government. They get subsidies, so they're already getting money in through the front door and the via taxpayer subsidies. And then on the other side, they lobby for controls against their little guy competitors, whether they be the regular the smaller milk manufacturers who just can't take can't shoulder the regulations like the big ones can they don't have teams of lawyers standing by to make sure that all the t's are crossed and the i's are dotted so uh taking on new regulations becomes very very burdensome for smaller mom and pop milk manufacturers and then there's also the raw milk uh people that are that they're attacking as well so it's not about the government trying to keep you safe that's just their pr that's just what they say to make you think that they're doing something for you. When in point of fact, what they're doing is they're doing something for their buddies in whatever the industry is that's being regulated. Often the times the case. Yeah, and frequently you'll find these corporations will uh, they'll they'll make a big stink about new regulations. I mean, 
they don't want to be regulated, but on the other hand, they do want to be regulated because they know that new regulations means they're more insulated from uh, – they're not going to be as challenged by new upstarts and innovators that might get into the industry and bring some radical new idea to the forefront or you know bring a product up that is uh, dramatically cheaper and, and better. They just don't want to have to compete, and so they use the government – as a tool to prevent competition. And the government is, uh, that's what they do. They, uh, the people in the government, the politicians, they reward their friends, in this case, the friends in, their friends in the corporate world, yeah. and the they punish their the enemies. The people that are giving them money, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly right. Uh, so 800-259-9231, we continue here uh, with your phone calls. Delroy, or Deloy, rather, is listening in Charleston, West Virginia. Deloy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. How you doing? I really appreciate you taking my call. Welcome, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. All right. Well, this uh, raw milk issue has been going on for decades, and my sister raises goats, and she's been selling the goat's milk for decades now, Uh, just a few people at a time. It goes by word of mouth. It's getting Um, more popular these days, though, right? It sure is. Yeah. And actually, the goat's milk is better than buttermilk. In fact, that's what I've heard. All right. Well... There's several issues you guys have been talking about. One is uh, smoking pot. Well, if the government would decriminalize it and let people grow it and sell it to the government so they could turn around and resell it and make their tax money, that would go over real good. Well, you know, I don't think that's a terrible idea. It would certainly be preferable to what we have today, but I don't want to buy my pot from the government. Me neither. Uh, Well, I, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we don't know who Another you are, issue. Deloitte. Don't worry about it. Okay. Another key issue is uh, uh, making and selling alcohol. Yes, sir. And uh, I've made beer and wine for a long time, and uh, friends and neighbors like it. But uh, you're talking about the law enforcement against prohibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, well, if they decriminalize it, and from what I hear, you can make some kind of, like, moonshine and sell it back to the, uh, uh, the uh, regulators so they can test it and then they can resell it. I don't know about Jeez, that. I don't know. I've uh, heard people getting their stills busted. Yeah, I've, I've, Moonshine is pretty much illegal uh, anywhere you go, I think. But thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. I actually had some illegal beer last night, and it was really tasty. Uh, more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Uh, yeah, I paid for it, so it was illegal. Okay. Free talk live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait, there's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to libertystickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. Libertystickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. The 
This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. We launch into the third hour. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Once again, the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there for free. In fact, the main feature of the site actually allows you to control the content. So when you go to freetalklive.com and you see those stories there on the front page, uh, news articles, videos, blog posts, whatever, those were submitted by listeners like you. Maybe if it was you. Uh, you find something online, you submit it to our site, it pops up. Other listeners can vote as to whether or not they want to, uh, they like it. The most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website. It's a social bookmarking little competition thing, sort of. And it's a lot of fun. So uh, head on over there and get interactive at freetalklive.com. And it actually helps uh, the more popular a story is, the more likely we're going to talk about it uh, on the air. Though certainly there are no guarantees. Although right now, if you go to freetalklive.com, you'll see that the uh, the top stuff there that we've actually already covered it i think we covered it last night uh, on the program there's the story about the guys that were arrested for a, ha- having a sign in california for wearing masks while doing a protest essentially some of our listeners were arrested you get the full story in the video right there at the top of freetalklive.com and if you don't see what you want to see there submit it to the site get interactive and see if you can find another talk show that allows that level of interactivity on the front page of their websites 1-800-259-9231 you can take control of the airwaves. For those of you just tuning in, we've been talking about milk. Believe it or not, throughout the entire show, we've been talking about milk. Well, specifically raw milk and the federal government and various state governments, about 10 different states around the country that have effectively outlawed the sale of raw milk uh, for human consumption. They are cracking down. They're targeting Amish people. They're tar- targeting Amish farmers with sting operations. In one case, the sting and the investigation took over a year to complete, spending, spending all manner of taxpayer dollars and hours on this, uh, these efforts of cracking down on people for selling a product to another human being who's consenting to buying it. And it really is a statement about where we are today and how tyrannical this government has become. There's nothing that they think they can't control. There's nothing they think that they shouldn't control. And if there's something that they haven't yet decided to control and create all vast amounts of regulatory agencies and and burdens and bureaucracies for, it's simply because they haven't gotten around to it yet. That's all. Just give them time. Let's continue with your phone calls, 800-259-9231. And, of course, you can bring up anything you want as well. Let's go and start things out this hour with Francis listening in Tampa to WFLA. Francis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi. Hey, 970 Francis. all the way every day. We love 970 WFLA. It's a great station. I grew up yes, with it. Yes, it is. Go ahead with your thoughts. My, my uh, thoughts are on pasteurized milk. I was born and raised in Indiana, uh, lived on a farm, uh, my brothers and sisters and I, we used to go to different farms and help with the cows and the milking and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had, I contracted undulant fever, which is called also brucellosis. Brucellosis, from, okay. From bacteria in the milk. Mm-hmm. Um, it causes, um, uh, caused recurrent fever, swelling of the joints, neuralgic pains, and it took me almost four years to get over that. Oh, my. Because they didn't have the antibiotics and things that we have now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I nearly died, and I was about 15 years old. Wow. And for 25 years, I never drank milk. Just the thought of milk, I got nauseated. Yeah. But 
Now, if somebody wants to drink raw milk, I'm not going to say anything. They have the choice to make that choice. But I will never drink anything but pasteurized milk. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is these are the choices that I think people should be able to make. I don't think a person who's contracted brucellosis should be forced to drink raw milk because that should be the only option. But how interesting, Mark, that we have somebody on the air tonight because we had a a lady call earlier who was very concerned about safety in milk and she thought it was A-OK to have the feds regulate these things and control and stop people from drinking raw milk. And here you are with a traumatic experience, uh, a personal experience that is it was so traumatic that you wouldn't even touch the stuff. uh, But you understand that people should still be free to make that choice. I just said they they make the choice to yep. make the choice to drink the the whole uh, you know unpasteurized milk. But uh, today, I still look at the labels to see if the milk is pasteurized and what it says because I had such a terrible time and um, I just can't see drinking anything other than pasteurized milk. Now, Francis, did you get any of the complications that go along with brucellosis as oh. sort of later on in your life, uh, b- bone and joint lesions, chronic fatigue syndrome? Um, yeah, I, I still have joint problems, and, and I'm 80 years old. Oh, wow. Yes. You, you sound and pretty I, spry for 80, and I, I really appreciate you calling in tonight. Thank you, Francis. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And good on her. She's doing what she's, she should as a buyer, and like you said, checking the labels just to make sure that she's getting the product that she is looking for, not just taking it for granted uh, that, she'll, that the, the store is selling her what she's expecting. She's double-checking, and that's important. You know, my aunt's name is Francis, and she grew up in Indiana, and they had that? a raw milk farm. Does your aunt? live in tampa florida i don't know and listen to wfla it's been a long time all right 800-259-9231 you can take control here let's talk to ryan listening also in yakima to kbbo kusa hello ryan yeah hey what's on your mind hey, thanks, thanks thanks for taking my call thanks for a nice saturday thank you yeah, i was calling a couple things one what what i think i've been seeing lately is with a lot of government employees first off is they're justifying their existence I mean, their budgets are being cut like mad, so they got to start proving that, hey, they can't enforce something. And uh, <laughs> we're seeing a crackdown on, on a lot of things. So that's, this doesn't surprise me at all. Um, gang wardens and cops and uh, anybody in, in regulation are writing a whole lot more citations and mm-hmm. warnings, et cetera, et cetera. But with the milk thing, there's a most people who buy the raw milk, I know they bring it home and they do put it through a pasteurization process. Really? Um, yeah, they, at least the people I know who buy it from the farms. How do you do that? Um, heat it you up. put it in a, you put it, yeah, you just, you heat it up. Uh, you put it in a pressure cooker mm-hmm. and, uh, let it run for, I think just an hour or two. Hmm. Um, I don't, I, I've just heated it up when I've done it. Um, I, and I can remember what, as a kid, my, I, my siblings were in 4-H, which I think is run and operated by the USDA. And we, we, uh, run home raw milk all the time. It's interesting. So, would you say and, that and the reason it. would you say that the reason why people are buying raw milk and then doing their own pasteurization is simply for a freshness issue? Issue? It's either a freshness issue. You know, people are turning doing the organic trend, and they feel like they're doing something better for themselves and their their family. I, I have. I there's a variety of reasons to do it, but I know also there is a bit of a loophole around that, in that if you um, join a co-op um, where technically part of that cow is yours. 
then there's no problem. With In this circumstance, that's what they were doing. Um, they were doing this uh, p- purchasing of a, a co-op situation. But um, unfortunately, the federal government decided it wasn't good enough, and they went after this, uh, uh, this uh, farmer. And that's what the problem is with these rules. They're completely it, arbitrary. Different, st- um, different states have different rules depending on where you are. Some of them you can buy milk with no problem as long as they call it pet food when they sell it. Other places, it's completely <laughs> legal. It's just it's insane. That's not right. No, it's no, not right. Certainly not, Ryan. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. It's, it is funny. I mean, it's laughable how tyrannical these people are and how ludicrous they can be and how far things have fallen. Right. It's, it's laughable until it's your Amish farm that they bust, yeah. you know? And I'm not saying that you shouldn't laugh at this circumstance. It's absolutely ludicrous what these government agents are spending their time and our money on. Well, I think it's good to some extent. Obviously, I oppose any kind of regulation. I oppose the, the government and, uh, and force and coercion in general. But I think to some extent, it's, it's good that they've gone so far. Because the more absurd they become, the more clear it will become to people just how outrageous these, these government people are. The more ludicrous things that they do in the name of safety or in the name of government regulation, or in the name of we're in charge of you, the more clear it's going to become. Like we had a lady earlier say, look, there's no way she could possibly say this is a free country. And a lot of people are coming to that conclusion because they just keep controlling. They just keep coming up with new regulations and new taxes and new things for you to ju- new hoops for you to jump if through. If the FDA is concerned that people are going to think that the raw milk has been inspected by the FDA and is therefore safe, the FDA needs to come up with a little stamp that it puts on all the food that it supposedly inspects. I know better. They don't really spend much time inspecting at all. More of a USDA thing, but even they aren't really inspecting anything. No, not really. More coming up here at 800-259-9231. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous SuperTuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your SuperTuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you, as always, are invited to get interactive. Take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you'd like at 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website as well at freetalklive.com. Get interactive there on the bulletin board system where other listeners will gather and talk about various different things at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle is an affordable, versatile, reliable rifle. It will deliver 10 rounds of 308 Winchester performance in a variety of situations. It's compact, lightweight, and accommodates a host of optics. It's a serious rifle for those serious about rifles. The perfect do-it-all, all-around, bolt-action rifle where rugged, reliable Ruger meets the practical tactical. The Ruger Gunsight Scout Rifle, the one rifle you have to have if you can have only one. Ruger.com or your local gun dealer. All right, let's continue and take your phone calls about what you want. Uh, Let's talk to Scott listening in Charleston, West Virginia to WVTS. Hello, Scott. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how you doing tonight? Just great, Scott. What's on your mind? (laughs) Well, the milk issue, but it's just... it's laughable to me that, you know, the more and more that we have all these government agencies and alphabet soup agencies that say they're, they're trying to protect us, and they make it more and more and increasingly difficult to live. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you're living, but you're, you're just existing. You're not living. Yeah, you're existing I mean, as essentially a pawn for them uh, to suck off your wealth like a parasite. Uh, so you're, you're living to support them, essentially. Right. And, and uh, you know, I just I see the, the, the milk issue is just a, it's part of a bigger, you know, whole bigger issue. The bigger the, I mean, it, it's, it's about the how big government is and how big it's gotten. It's gotten too fat for its own good. Can can't even get out of its own way now, and you know because we have all these regulations and hoops that we have to jump through. I mean, my gosh, I have I have people that have contacted me wanting to work for me, and because I'm not willing to jump through all the hoops that they want me to jump through to employ people, so I just have to work for myself because mm. of that. Yep. You know, so you know there again is another thing. There would be more jobs. There would be a you know a lot. You, know, you want to get get the economy better. Uh, there would be more jobs. There would be a lot less, uh, you know, governmental involvement, and you'd have all these uh, businesses and people that could really just be just get the government out of our way and let us do what we do. You know, it's interesting how many people have been echoing that tonight, that the government is so, is so big, it's humongous, it's getting involved in everything. And I think it's also interesting to, that you point out, as a business owner, you are disincentivized by all of the government rules and regulations to expanding your business. It's just not exactly. worth it to you. Exactly, because it's like the more and more that you – and I have worked very hard. Okay, I have worked extremely hard, and I will tell you that one of the things that makes me mad is, is that the, the more that you – uh, do I don't know. The more that you do to succeed, and the better that you succeed, and the more that you do and are able to do and provide a service for for people, the more and more you are taxed mm-hmm. and and run over by the government and told what you know what you see. You know, eventually they they get you in this little tiny box and you can't. You know, you don't want to do anything. Well, if I, you know, it's like they set the rules into opposition. Well, if you succeed, then you know we're going to do all of this. You know, we're you know we're going to impose all of these basically sanctions upon you. Yep. And if you know if you don't, I mean, I see other people that you know they they just go through and and uh, you know it's like the less that they do, the more they're rewarded. Yeah, it's the old it's the old saying. Um, you know, if it moves, tax it. If it continues to move, regulate it. If it stops moving, <laughs> subsidize it. And this is what the government does. It should stay the heck out of people's business. Then the things that move will move better, and the things that stop moving should have stopped moving in the first place. Scott, great call. Thanks for the thoughts tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So there's a lot of frustration out there. Yeah, a lot and of I think up. people are really beginning to realize that it isn't the Republicans or the Democrats or whomever. I it's going to so. save them from this crap because it's been going bebopping and bouncing back and forth between these two parties since I've been alive. And, you know, I'll admit I had, you know, guys on the teams that I, I actually I had team a team that I liked. I liked the Republicans better than I liked the Democrats at one point. But I just I, I, I fail to see either one of these parties stopping this. No, I mean, as we mentioned earlier, some Republican guy said that they'd sliced the government back to the bone a few yeah, years it ago. That, Delay, I think. That it was yeah. cut back as far as it could possibly be. And you're talking about a $3 trillion federal government. I, I won't be satisfied until they're gone completely. And, and they're not going to be taken. It's not going to be dismantled from the inside. It's just going to have to fail at this point. It's so big. 
And as you pointed out, Mark, the Republicans and Democrats are not going to solve this problem. Nobody out there is, is proposing anything of a serious reduction in the size and the scope of the federal government. And so it's just going to keep getting bigger year after year and more intrusive. And really, it's going to keep happening as long as people keep going along to get along. Yeah. As long as people just keep their frustration to themselves and to their friends, like they'll complain about it, you know, they'll complain about it at the water cooler or complain about it at a, at a party or call talk radio and complain about it. But as long as you don't do anything more than just complain about it, then they've got you, man. As long as you keep obeying the regulations and keep paying the taxes, then you are essentially a serf. And you, you, know, you get what you deserve in that particular case. And if you are willing to do something about it, then I suggest, if you love the ideas of freedom, and I mean real freedom, where if in order to be free, you understand that you must allow others to be free, even if they might do things with their freedom that might be a little weird, a little... Uh, uncomfortable for you if you can allow others to be free then you could be free as well and if you get that if you understand what freedom is all about then join the free state project go to freestateproject.org there are over 10,800 people that are currently members of the free state project they have pledged to make the move to new hampshire to uh to achieve liberty in their lifetime to work toward more freedom to advance freedom in whatever ways it's possible to advance it to you know get elected to do civil disobedience to do a media creation outreach there's all different types of activism that can be done but in order for change to happen you have to want it bad enough to be willing to take some level of risk uh, it doesn't have to be a lot of risk. A lot of people together taking a little bit of risk can completely overcome the, the threats and the violence and the, the fear factor of the government. But if you're all alone, there's not much you can do. And so that's my solution because I, I agree with you, Mark. Voting for a Republican in 2012 or a Democrat in 2012, most of them is not going to change anything. And even if by some miracle Ron Paul is to win the 2012 election, even that is not going to change things very significantly in, uh, in D.C. Maybe he could do some neat stuff like bring the troops home. That would be a, certainly a, – I, I would call that significant. What about but, tearing out all those executive orders? But to repeal the actual government and the size of it, he can't do that alone. And so to think that there's going to be one – one man who will change everything in D.C. and, you know, this Jesus who will come in and save every everyone uh, is, is, is not realistic. It just it, like it ignores it politics happen. and how things work there. I'd like to see either Ron Paul or Gary Johnson get in there. I'd like to see a team, uh, you know, the, the, those two team up. And but do you see what happen. I'm saying? Well, they're attacking each other, Mark, so yeah. that's not very likely. But, uh, but do, you, do you understand, Mark, if people keep thinking a politician is going to save them, then they'll never do anything for themselves. That's my issue. Yeah. So I don't mind helping Ron Paul with his campaign. I, I don't mind that because it gets the ideas of liberty out there, and the more these ideas can get into people's minds, the better. But I don't want to propagate this idea that he's going to be some kind of savior. And there were people that were propagating that back in 2008. Ron Paul, he's the last chance for liberty! You, you saw those posts yeah. on the internet. And I'm sorry, there's a lot more to achieving freedom than electing somebody. You've got to take responsibility for your role in allowing this to happen and it's more than just who you voted for it's who you obeyed it's what you obeyed it's what you did and what i did and what everybody else is doing to just allow these allow these tyrants to lord themselves over us 800-259-9231 free talk live 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything you want. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Joining you this evening, as always, it's Ian. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, uh, bring up anything that you want. Visit our website and enjoy the features there for free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for things like their webcam? We give ours away. Go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch. You can listen. Mark is adjusting himself right now. Uh, You can watch. You can listen. And you can uh, chat. And the chat room, by the way, built into the very same page. So go and get interactive over at cam.freetalklive.com. We promise it'll be worth your while. Sometimes it, it, you just need adjusting. <laughs> MemoryDealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBIX, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're 100% compatible with all the major networking equipment manufacturers at up to 99% off of list price. They even offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Sometimes they can do that private labeling overnight and get it out to you in the morning, in stock, ready to ship the overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Kyle, listening in Pennsylvania. Kyle, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Kyle. Hello? Uh, Hey, Kyle, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Hey. Yeah, um, I just recently changed the way uh, I, I eat. You know, I try to eat, like, more, quote-unquote, organic and, you know, things like that. And I was just doing some research the other day because I'm trying to find, uh, like, true free-range eggs that I can get locally. And I found out that basically, like, these terms like organic, free-range, cage-free, they're basically all just legalese. Uh, um, I was going to say, oh, I'm sorry. They to be able to advertise uh, that you have a free free range eggs uh, or chickens that lay the eggs. All, all you have to do is let them out for five minutes a day. Mm, really? So, so they they basically just play on people's intentions to eat healthy. Can you imagine how difficult it is to get a chicken that you've just let out five minutes ago to go back into its cage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> my, my point, my question on this is: the terms are these USDA definitions? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, anytime you see like USDA certified organic, things like that, or certified free, like I was saying about the chicken, certified right. free range. This They're is just- one of the biggest problems. I'm glad you brought this up. We touched on it earlier, and it's a, you give another great example of this, where the government wants people to believe that it's out there to keep you safe. And in point of fact, what they're doing with these regulations is they're bringing, they're making it easier for people to market products to folks that otherwise wouldn't pass muster. Because as has been pointed out, there are other organic certifications, as I understand it. I'm not someone who shops in that uh, field. Maybe you've seen them. Uh, but uh, there are non-USDA organic certifications that have a much higher standard uh, applied to them. Are you familiar with any of those? Um, I don't, um, I just came across something the other day when I was doing this research. There's something called the, uh, Corn Ucopia Institute. 
Mm-hmm. And they did what's uh, um, called their egg scoreboard. And they, they went like, I don't know how many, 50, 60, 100 brands of eggs. And uh, they looked at them and for pretty much a higher criteria than the government has. And they went through that and created their own little, like, scoreboard sheet. I think you can find it if you just Google uh, free range, and it's like the third link that comes up. So, yeah, I'm aware of, like, third-party certification and stuff like that. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, Kyle, at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, I don't have the information here in front of me, but just as another example of this USDA and how it is that they make it look like that they care and they make it look like they're, they've got this stamping and certification that actually has meaning. And he was pointing out that it's once you actually dig into it, if you if you dig further than just seeing the label on the product and you actually learn about the, what it is that the, the qualifications are, mm-hmm. it's laughable. In fact, I've heard about uh, – now, please, correct me if I'm wrong on this because I certainly could be. This is just one of those through the grapevine things. But have you ever seen the grade A honey that is sold in stores? Yes. You think grade A honey? This has got to be like the best honey that there is. I mean, this is grade A. Clearly, there are lower grades than grade A, so sure. grade A must Who'd be... Who'd grade B, right? Right, must be the best honey. Well, it's not the best honey. There are all kinds of things that can be included in grade A honey, like corn syrup or whatever, or whatever it is they mix in there with the, the honey to cut it, essentially, God. Uh, that, uh, that can be included in grade A honey. And again, this is the USDA's certification on the, these products. It's not like raw honey, which is, of course, real honey. It is uncut honey. It's, you know, straight from the... Uh, are you doing the bee? Thing, Mark? Yeah, I've got uh, my bees. I was just in in my hive today. So you've got, you're going to have raw honey when all is said and done. Yes, that's what that's all we buy at my house. Right. Not not the same as grade A honey, but when you see that grade A on something, like, oh yeah, I went to school. Grade A was the best grade you could get, so it must be the best honey. No, no, not so much. Full of stuff. But again, it's buyer beware, and the government counts on you to not. The government's counting on you, and for their corporate buddies, the government's counting on you to just take them at their word that, oh, well, government stamped this, so it must be the best product there is available. Not so. There are higher qualifications, but you have to look for them, and you have to know about them. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue with your calls and talk to Bob, listening to KMED out in Oregon. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Hi. I was calling about that raw milk. Yes, sir. And... uh when raw milk is drank by, you know, just raw, uh, the fat doesn't get into your bloodstream because of the the shape of the of the fat uh, in the milk. Hmm. Once it's pasteurized at a high temperature, it breaks that fat down so small that it absorbs into your bloodstream and it builds up cholesterol. So actually, it's been proven scientifically that pasteurized milk will eventually give you high uh, cholesterol, and you might even need a bypass because of it, where raw milk uh, doesn't do that. Interesting claim. Is it legal out there to have raw milk in Oregon? uh, No, but uh, Hmm. what uh, some people are doing, I don't know about dairy, but... Uh, there's a goat farm out here that they make like a co-op and be members, and they come in the farm and get raw 
Goat mouth. Right, because they're members, and so that's one of the workarounds. Thank you for the call. Uh, in- interesting claim tonight at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Yeah, but- if you take your uh, if you if you take the you know caller's word at it, it sounds great. But remember, do your own research. You know, it's Pat. Uh, there was somebody inter- that uh, I guess a few people around here in the activist movement have taken up this no no carb or low carb mm-hmm. diet, where like basically they gorge themselves on bacon and lose weight. What's that all about? Well, at some point or another, you're going to get tired of eating bacon, so therefore, you just uh, since you can't eat anything else, that's all you got, right? Um, I, I mean, it's just like people you, always you want to hear what was... the claims have been made to me because I am not making these claims. Yeah, I don't know. Fat, you know, fat when I was growing up was said to be bad, but now right. people are saying it's the not claim so is, bad. Right. The claim is that human fat is human fat, animal fat is animal fat. Mm-hmm. You cannot eat animal fat and have it turn into human fat. That in fact, human fat is made by carbohydrates, which you know produce sugars, sugars and stuff like and that, and change your blood uh, Bread. You know, chemistry, stuff like that. So these people are choosing not to eat bread and rice and potatoes and things like that. And Mandrick, the guy that sells the baklava mm-hmm. at mandrick.com, one of our sponsors. Yep. Have you seen him since he's been in town? He's back in town. He's visiting this weekend, Mark. I haven't he's, really been checking out the Creek. He's lost back in town like now. a small cat from his body, or a large cat, a very large cat from his body. He's lost 25 pounds in a month. That's a big cat. That's huge. That's a lot of that's a lot of weight to lose in a month. I said, dude, that's almost like a da- that's a dangerous amount of weight to lose, from what I understand. But he says he's feeling the best he's ever felt. I, I, that is the thing that you keep on hearing about the low carb folks is the, they always keep repeating this mantra. This is the best I've ever felt. This is the best. <laughs> well, I have I've no ever reason felt. to disbelieve them. I don't either. I just and they I'm sound like, a little more impassioned than that when they say <laughs> like, it. Oh God! So all I want's a sandwich. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up whatever it is that is on your mind. It doesn't have to be about raw milk. Although clearly, this is a serious. Topic. This is an issue that people want to talk about. Well, and really, it is something that comes down and stems from just how far the government is intruding upon people's lifestyles, destroying businesses, destroying opportunities, and destroying freedom. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And I'm glad that people care. Because my one concern was that people wouldn't care about uh, the the poor Amish farmer getting busted for selling raw milk, but they do, and that's good. Because caring about other people and their plight is an important step toward working toward more freedom for everyone. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. Only moments remain. If you are on the lines, we'll do our best to get you on the air. If you're not, don't worry about it. We do this show all week long. You can join us any old night you want to, whether we're on the air on your local talk station or not. If we aren't on your local talk station all week long, give them a call. Tell them thanks for airing whatever they do air of Free Talk Live. Maybe they just take Saturdays. Uh, and then ask them real nice like to take more Free Talk Live. In fact, uh, we're going to have some good news to announce about one of our stations that is expanding the show from Saturday nights to all week long. I can't say which one yet. It's going to be about another month from now, but uh, it's always nice to see that happen. So you, as a listener, can help influence things like that by saying something nice uh, to your program directors there of your local talk stations. They're used to hearing from people that are bitching and moaning about their programming. And so coming on and, and giving them some appreciation for airing Free Talk Live will be a nice change. It will really make your call to them stand out. And I would appreciate it too. So uh, you can go and learn more about how to do that if you want over at localfac, localfaq.freetalklive.com. And maybe you don't even have uh, Free Talk Live on your local talk station. There are suggestions there as to how to help change that. Uh, so 1-800-259-9231 is our number. Also, I want to invite you to get a shirt. Yeah, right. It's the, the shirt that you use most, uh, the white pinpoint Oxford. 
Paul Frederick has it for you in athletic, trim, big and tall. Forget this. 1995. You can't get a shirt that you know of this quality for that price that fits. You can go get to the discount stores and you can find uh, shirts all over the place for prices like this, but you can't get them that fit. There are more than 55 sleeve fit and color combinations. Get it. Get your monogramming uh, too. At uh, use promo code Tuck at 1995shirt.com. It's 1995shirt.com. Promo code Tuck. It is an awesome deal. We're going to continue taking your phone calls. And ladies first, Becky is listening to KGOE out on the West Coast. Hello, Becky. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hi. I was calling. I uh, heard the previous caller, the gentleman who was saying that. Um, Past translation breaks down the fat globules. It doesn't. It's the homogenization that that breaks it down to make it all the same so you don't have to shake up your milk. But he was right. I've done some research um, about milk. I've got goats, and I want to milk them. But he was right about breaking down the fat globules makes it easier for your body to absorb, which is not really something you want. Um... And as far as pasteurization, I think that um, if people want to be able to buy milk that hasn't been pasteurized, they ought to have to sign a release saying that they understand that it can cause uh, sickness or death. Yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, it, it happens. Um, you know, the releases, as one caller uh, mentioned earlier, this and this is largely true, that releases really aren't legal documents. Um, you know, they, they might look good when you go into court, but most of court battles are finished before you ever get to trial anyway. So, um, you know, that uh, the lawyers don't care about the releases. It's just hopefully somebody won't sue you if they've si- signed a release. Becky, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to uh, Mike listening in Myrtle Beach. To WRNA. Hey, hey, hey guys, how are you? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Okay, well, check this out. Um, I used to own a cigar shop, and um, we were really, really disturbed because um, in South Carolina, the uh, anti-smoking lobby, uh, which is supposed to be individuals that hate smoking, and they try to stamp it out in any bars and stuff like that. Well, they started out in um, Savannah, and then they moved to Charleston, and then Charleston passed, and they moved to Georgetown, and then they moved to Surfside Beach. Well, and Surfside Beach, it, well, all up and down the coast, everybody was mad, and, and people came out by the hundreds and, and protested and, and lobbied their local city councilman. Well, in Surfside, it passed, and it went so crazy in Surfside that they made actually couldn't smoke on the beach. Weird stuff. I mean, you couldn't smoke 30 feet from any building. Uh, you couldn't smoke if you owned a, a tobacco shop. You couldn't yeah. smoke in the Jeez. shop. That doesn't well, even make any come sense. Come to find out. A friend of mine worked for that organization, and I was really mad with her, and we talked. And I couldn't find how they had this much money. In Surfside, they actually, the locals actually fired all the politicians there the, the next election season, and they still upheld it. And I'm like, man, there must be a ton of money. Well, come to find out, this group receives federal funding. Who, what? Federal funding, you said? Yes, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, I think that they get them from the tobacco uh, taxes or something like that, or from the lawsuits or something, and I, I believe that that's how they get their money. Yeah, but they are in the in the in these political 
forcing my politicians sure, sure. that I pay taxes to, that we as individual citizens are turning out by the groves and wondering why they're not listening to us. Mm. But these other individuals are actually financed by my tax dollars to force politicians to take away my freedoms and my voice in the political realm. It's a government of the lawyers by the politicians for the lobbyists. I mean, that's the reality of it anymore. It's insane. And and I I just I can't believe that the news media or no one has has uh, revealed this, that, uh, you know, and I have no problem. I understand the push and pull and people out there. This is how human beings are. You know, unfortunately, in businesses everywhere, you know, they want to assert their authority over other people. But that's why we have politics. We get out there and I stand up for myself and go, no way, man, you're not pushing me out of this. And I stand along. But then when I find out that they, the reason why they're successful is because they're getting money that's not available to me. That's frustrating. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly Yeah, the system, is, the system is built against you in so many different ways. And I thank you for, uh, for pointing that out tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's continue and talk to Lee listening in Pinellas Park to WFLA in Florida. Hello, Lee. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Lee in Pinellas Park going once. Lee. Hello, I'm here. You're on the air. Go ahead, Lee. Hey, um, hey, listen, I just want to say that uh, I'm reading a book, a biography on John Adams, and John was John Adams was not big on a big federal government. He was actually against having a huge federal government because he knew that the people would be the way they are now, greedy guts run by corporations, by the corporations, of the corporations. And... Uh, uh, it's just sad the way our, our, you know, one time I called and I got to talk to the Prince of Pot, which I thought was really cool because I go by Legalize It Lee here in town. The, so People I imagine you've me. heard the news that he is, uh, you're talking about Mark Emery, the Prince of Pot, former publisher of Cannabis Culture Magazine. I'm sure you've heard the news that they are they're denying his transfer back to Canada. Back to Canada. Yep, th- it's been denied. It. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you as we continue with William listening in Charleston to WSCC. Uh, hello, William. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, well, I kind of wanted to talk about comment on a call you had earlier. He was talking about the dangers of uh, homogenized milk, and I kind of applaud you guys as telling people to do their own research because I think one of my pet peeves is these activist groups that give us just enough information to scare the you know what out of us mm-hmm. to make us kowtow to whoever they want. Thing is, I heard this a uh, very simple. You know, what I heard about milk is they were claiming that it was not the homogenization, but it was the um, uh, whatever the thing is where they make it so the milk doesn't separate. Because obviously, if you you know raw milk separates back That's into cream and all that. That's homogenization. Yeah. Pasteurization. Thank you. No, 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 no. No, pa- no, pasteurization. Pasteurization is... heats it up so that it doesn't get uh, diseases in it. Homogenization does something else so that you don't have to shake it. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, the way I was saying it, was, it wasn't that it put cholesterol in your bloodstream, but it was the fact that that would actually cut the, uh, cause the cracks in the arteries, and that would give you a heart attack. And, you know, I'm sitting here going, okay, guys, which one is it? Make up your mind. I mean, that's... Yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, I won't take anybody's word for it necessarily when it comes to these uh, these health claims because I've just seen so much contradictory information about health. Like, so, first yeah. eggs are bad, then eggs are good, and, you know, first fat is bad, now fat is good. And, and you can go on the internet and you can find anything you want. Somebody will claim whatever it is that you want. You know, grape 
pits will cure cancer or whatever. You can, you know, you can find anything. And it's it's very difficult to know. But I still think people should have that freedom. William, thanks for the call, man. We uh, got to get to Chris here listening in uh, Medford, Oregon to KMED. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Chris in Oregon. Going once. Chris in Oregon. Going twice. Let's try so instead. I, I just Hello? really, uh, I was kind of hoping to kind of switch up the subject a little bit. Go but quickly. Not too much. Uh, well, I was just wondering if, if you guys have heard anything about the uh, the radio fallout from Fukushima and, and how it might affect the milk and the cheese and, and things like that. I've heard people say that it's up higher in the United States, but you shouldn't believe us. We don't know a darn thing about that that sort of thing. Yeah, thanks for the call tonight. As far as the fallout is concerned, uh, you know, I've heard that they can identify it, but that the levels of radiation here in the States are far lower than the regular radiation that you get from, like, the ground and the trees. Yeah. So it doesn't seem to be anything to be concerned with. Let's go to Matt listening in Florida. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, dude, uh, uh, short on time. Go ahead, quick. To the callers a couple uh, ago, it's called fascism, man. We're living in fascism. We just have to admit it and change the system. Well, so how are you going to change him? the system? Because the system is oh, built we, against we, that. Well, we need to restore our constitution and get rid of all the alphabet soup. They were all created uh, from Nazis during Project Paperclip. You know, I wish we had more time to talk about it. We're short on, uh, we're out of time for tonight. But you're welcome to call back another night uh, because. Yeah, that sounds nice. Restore the Constitution. Well, it didn't work the first time, so why would you want to restore it? You think it's going to work again? Yeah, I'd like a new Constitution. I'd like to have no more federal government. How about that? The New Hampshire Constitution is about enough, and even that's too much. We'll see you on Monday. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. I can't tell you how many times people have recommended to Ian and I that we start an online liberty business directory so the people will know with whom they're doing business and how they can do business with people who are in the liberty community. Well, the market for liberty.com is a liberty movement business directory. It intends to be a complete list of all products and services provided by members of the liberty movement or products that directly benefit the Liberty community. This is a voluntary project. There'll be no charges for buyers or sellers using this site. It's being compiled right now, and they need your help. If you know of any products or services provided by members of the Liberty Movement, send an email to contact at themarketforliberty.com. Again, it's contact at themarketforliberty.com. This is a way to build the Liberty Movement right online. Contact at themarketforliberty.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right. It's another edition of the Edgington Post. And today I have with me a new advertiser for Free Talk Live. It's Crossbreed Holsters and the president, Mark Craighead. Mark, are you there? Yeah, how are you, Mark? Doing good, sir. So, um, you know, often what I'll do is when I get a new advertiser, uh, you know, I want to make sure that people have a sort of a clear picture. And and sometimes you can't get the clearest of pictures inside a 30-second ad. So I want to give you the opportunity to talk about a very special product you have um, and, you know, some other stuff. (laughs) But you have this, um, the a holster called the Super Tuck. Can you describe it to me? Yeah, the Super Tuck has really kind of, oh, at, at the risk of exaggerating a little bit, but it wouldn't be much, has very much taken the market by storm the past few years. What it is, it's just kind of, I kind of refer to it as a lunch pail holster. You just put it on and go. It's intended for concealed carry. 
It was built completely around the concept of comfortable yet discreet concealed carry. Um, there was some inspiration from a couple of their designs, but perhaps you know they were too thick here, too thin there. They didn't do this, they didn't do that. So there were there were there were things lacking, and I kind of distilled it down to the absolute simplest form I could. Very much, it is a um, function over form design, and what you end up with is in a verbal description, a flat leather backer with a Kydex scabbard to hold the firearm and a couple of belt clips. It is an inside-the-waistband holster, and uh, with A, it being an inside-the-waistband holster. Oh, inside-the-waistband holster. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it goes inside the waistband, which obviously is a great aid to concealed carry, but the downside to inside the waistband is it can be an uncomfortable way to carry. I was just going to ask about that. You know, hey, I'm not as thin as I used to be, Mark. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you're preaching to the choir on that one. And what you end up with with that uh, flat leather backer is it gives you a very smooth surface between you and the firearm, which, you know, keeps the, the, the edges and the protrusions from digging into you over a period of time and also spreads the weight very evenly so it's a very stable platform. Now, uh, how many does this does this fit one particular type of weapon? I mean, I, what if I have some obscure uh, kind of uh, gun? How would um, do you do you make them custom? How do you do it? We do mold each holster specifically for the firearm intended. We service probably easily ninety five percent or more of the popular concealed carry firearms. Um, it's hard to put a number on that because I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's probably ranging into the hundreds. Um, but, you know, really, really, really obscure guns, obviously that might be a little different deal. Um, it's also not a universal holster. You couldn't carry a Glock and a 1911 and, say, a revolver all in the same holsters. Those three guns would be three different holsters. But if you had two different calibers of a Glock or you had a full-size Glock and a mini Glock, those would both fit the same holster. So what is the advantage? I would assume there's some advantage to having sort of the molded um, the molded uh-huh. holster. What's the advantage? If the disadvantage is you can't carry two different types of gun in it, what's the advantage? The advantage is it what you end up with, with it being molded specifically to you know a particular frame size, if you will, is it gives you a very solid hold on the firearm, if you will. It's very stable. It's not going to rock around in the holster. Um, it, this results in a very good what's called passive retention, meaning there's no snaps, straps, or buckles to fumble with. You simply reach, you know, go into your draw stroke. The weapon will move up about a quarter of an inch with resistance, and then it'll just be clear or free for a smooth draw. So you get you get a real stable gun that's in the holster nice and secure, but will still, you know, unholster and reholster one-handed very smoothly and cleanly. And, and believe it or not, that can be a real huge deal just in, you know, everyday use and wear and whatnot. I would think so. Now, um, you have the, what they call, what you call the Super Tuck Deluxe and the Mini Tuck. What's the difference between right. those two? The Mini Tuck came about really in the past couple of years. It's very much a spinoff of the Super Tuck. It's the Super Tuck's baby brother, if you will, um, as Concealed Carry has just really, really just um, exponentially grown the past two or three years. We have seen in the industry a very strong shift towards smaller firearms, um, subcompact uh, 9mm such as the Car PM9, um, Ruger's LCP 380 has been a huge hit. Yep, uh, the However, LCP, guns, 
As a matter of fact, yeah, Ruger is advertising the LCP with us and the LC um, nine, and these are both those yep. are both fine little weapons that. You know, the the gun that you have with you is significantly more useful than the gun you have at home. You know, the the giant cannon you have at home, you know. Exactly correct. We've seen a huge shift in the marketplace in that direction. But the Super Tuck that we've been offering as our primary rig, which still is our primary, you know, is better suited for, you know, duty size guns, Glock 19s, SIG 229s, things like that. So we simply scaled it down made a couple minor changes so that, you know, when drawing a small firearm, you've got a better grasp on it. Um, and hence was born the mini tuck, which is in, in its size of the holster itself is more appropriately sized for the compact and the subcompact firearms. Now, um, the, the the super tuck is, uh, and I saw the video on the website when I went there at uh, crossbreedholsters.com, and it looks like, you know, just sort of a, uh, you know, athletic-sized guy who's got the uh, super tuck on. You can't even see it when he's wearing a T-shirt. Um, you know, how, how, is it that, uh, how is it that it stays sort of, uh, you know, less visible? That's kind of the beauty of the design is if you do want to carry a larger gun, you know, switching now from the mini tuck to the super tuck, yeah. you can get away with a Glock 19. You can get away with, you know, a commander size 1911. Um, the holster itself is very thin. Um, so you're not adding a lot of width to your firearm. Also, with the mounting points to the belt being spread quite a ways out, that really pulls the holster and the gun, the whole unit, if you will, into your side mm. um, and just keeps it very flush against the body, especially if you get it around behind the curve of your hip, what is referred to as 3 o'clock, assuming your belly button's noon. You get that around to four 4.30 on your waist mm-hmm. for a right-handed shooter, and that grip will lay up flat against your back, and the natural curve of your back creates a drape, and you can you can conceal a fairly significant size firearm there with just a. Now you may have to go up one size on your pants. Yeah, yeah. You may have to go up one size on your t-shirt just to allow some 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 draping material. Mm-hmm. But you certainly don't have to go around wearing a tent and looking goofy. And we've got folks hiding some pretty impressive firearms in some very ordinary looking clothing. It kind of does away. Uh, I wouldn't say does away, but gives you the option of not having to wear a cover shirt or a cover vest, which in certain circles is is just as much of a giveaway to concealed carry as you know open carry could be. Yeah, the I I, I could totally see it. And you know when you when I I'm looking at a picture of the uh, Super Tuck Deluxe, the the full size one here, and um, with the the sort of the leather of it, the way it spreads out, it is it is large. The uh, as as far as it's wide, it's not uh, thick, mm-hmm. and it um, the belt clips really would hold it to that area of your back. I can see how it would just fit flush as opposed to kind of hanging off like a holster normally would. Yeah, we have folks that, you know, they they first receive it or they look at it, you know, or they've seen one at the gun shop and we get feedback, well, well, that's really big. That's got a big footprint. It's never going to fit, you know, and it's just going to be huge and uncomfortable. But really the, the very opposite is true. That large footprint and surface area a, allows the whole thing to flex and bend and conform to you. After a couple of weeks, a super tuck is very much like a good pair of shoes. They break in in the right places, you know, and, and someone else can put it on and it'll feel a little different, but they'll break into you like a well-worn pair of jeans or a pair of shoes. And also that big footprint provides a lot of stability. So it's kind of it's it's kind of um, anti-intuitive. I made that word up. But <laughs> as, big as, the, as big as the footprint is, it's actually an aid to both concealment and comfort versus your instant instinct or your first reaction to think, oh, well, that's not going to work. 
Well, so that's it, kind of the aha moment people have a lot of times once they wear one for a couple Yeah, I can days. totally see how the comfort aspect, because you know, that, that's pretty important. When you put something hard like a gun against you, it's, it's going to mm-hmm. wear, it's going to move. Um, but with the, the, the leather backing here, it basically uh, keeps all of the gun away from you. It's, 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 you're protected by the leather, and the leather, of course, is skin. It's not your skin. It's someone else's skin that uh, they're not right. using anymore. But um, it's, it's a heck of a lot more comfortable. And uh, pretty much, depending on the size of your firearm, most times if you're wearing our standard cut super tuck, the only part of that firearm that's going to directly rest up against you is is the, the outer or the bottom two-thirds of the grip. Yeah. We do also offer the combat cut for the, for the user that's a little more concerned with their draw speed, and that sacrifices just a bit of comfort but allows you to get just a little quicker grip on the firearm on the draw stroke. If you're tucking your shirt in around it, that's kind of a moot point, but a lot of folks, and this is how I normally carry, will just carry with the shirt untucked hanging out over it. Right. And that's, that's, that works well, too. Now, um, you know, one thing that I'm sure that a lot of people are thinking to themselves is, can I get that concealed, uh, you know, that uh, sort of invisible concealed look if I'm, you know, king sized, as it were? You know, there's a, we, there's huh? a lot of big, the, America's getting bigger. And yes, what's, it, what's it work like for big guys? You know, it's actually easier with a big guy, um, especially if you take into account allowing a little extra room in your pants. Um, that's obviously more important with a Glock than a Ruger LCP. Um, the advantage, and, and I carry I carry a spare tire myself. I'm I'm no tin whistle. <laughs> um, <laughs> always always refer to myself as stocky. You know, some of us just we have that shape, and that's the way it's always been. Um, we have a bit of an advantage. Because with the love handles and whatnot, that actually provides, believe it or not, if your shirt isn't, isn't tight. Now, with a tight shirt, that's different. But it gives an area for that gun to kind of almost sink into, not mm. to be too graphic about yeah. it. But, but that's kind of what happens. And, and then, you know, the shirt hangs over your contours and provides a, a, a greater concealment. And what Another about the lace? Oops, sorry. No, it's okay. Okay. Another issue is it just gives you more real estate. Um, the hardest people to conceal a gun on, believe it or not, are thinner people because they just don't have any physical size to them to kind of eh, swallow that firearm, if you will. Gotcha. Or to mask it. Now, what about the ladies? A lot of ladies carry their guns in um, in their purses and, and not uh-huh. directly on their body. And I've always felt like uh-huh. that's eh, it's not the greatest place to carry. What, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, my thoughts on that are kind of the same. Um, I certainly, I certainly don't. Um, what's the word? I certainly don't discourage purse carry or off the body carry for a woman that that's the way she needs to be doing it. And in such a situation, we absolutely emphasize a higher level of awareness. And there's purses out there that are that are intended for the purpose. However, if possible, and it works for her and her lifestyle and her comfort level. On the body carries just always better because you then have immediate control of your firearm versus a secondary kind of control. Mm-hmm. And uh, our super tuck works very well for ladies, especially if if it's for the smaller guns, such as a, a Glock 26. We do what we call um, we call those a shorty, mm-hmm. and the shorty platform actually has a concave curve, you know, curving up, if you will, across the bottom of the holster which actually results in, in when it wraps around the lady, that'll kind of ride up over her hip and oftentimes keep the grip of that gun from being forced up into her ribs. 
The big problem with ladies that carry inside the waistband and even outside the waistband is that natural curve of a woman's hip angles that gun in, and, and they end up getting the grip buried in their ribs a lot. There's gotcha. a really good video on our website. It may not load the first time you hit the page because our, our homepage rotates videos. But we have a YouTube gal on there that has done a ton of videos just of her own initiative. We did purchase the rights to them. And, uh, and she just does a crazy job of, of hiding a couple of guns that you're just like, as little as she is, how's that going on? Yeah, that's, I, that's what I was looking at. She's, uh, you know, it, no matter what, she's fine to look at. But um, I, was, I went there and I, I, I happened to see, she loaded up the second time I went to that page. And I'm like, oh, that's, it, uh, that really does hide on her really darn well. Well, real quick, um, another product, the Bedside Backup. Tell me about, tell me yeah. about that. We are pretty excited about that. We actually have received um, the NRA's Golden Bullseye Award mm. for the Bedside Backup for Accessory of the Year through Shooting Illustrated Magazine. So we were kind of, kind of shocked about that one. Um, it's another keep-it-simple, silly kind of product, very much a distilled unit, nothing fancy going on. What it is, it's, is, is, is it is a home bedside or travel bedside holster that allows you to have your firearm right at the side of your bed as you're sleeping or resting. It's got a, a horizontal piece and then a vertical piece. Of course, the horizontal piece slides in between the mattress and box spring. And then the vertical piece is Velcro-faced to accept our OHI holster or some other modular accessories which hold your gun. Now, I do want to stress it's not a child safety device. It is intended only to be used, especially if children are in the home, when, when the user has immediate control. But we've all ended up in a hotel room in the part of town where we, it wasn't quite where we thought it was going to be, and it's a simple thing to have it stored flat in your, your travel bag, open it up, unfold it, you know, and as, as you retire for the evening, you just put it right there beside your bed, and it's, it's safe and secure and, and very handy to access. You know, I don't think people know the, the, the you know, the, the chances of being robbed increase uh, a great deal when you're at that particular, you know, the, that hotel you're talking about. It's absolutely true. And to have something to protect yourself with right there is a great thing. I've seen people who sleep with guns under their bed, uh, under their pillow, and I got to say, it creeps me out, you know, <laughs> to have yeah, my head laying... What's that? Creeps me out, too. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Whereas this, you're not in contact with the weapon unless you want to be. You're just going to reach right over. Obviously, you need to, you need to practice with it, bur- build some neuromuscular pathways, and right. uh, be prepared yep. to draw so that you know, you're, you're not waking to come to, and it takes you three minutes to remember that it's still there. You want, yep. it, to, you yep. want it buried in your, in, in your mind. But I think it's an ingenious little idea, and I can see why you got the golden bullseye for it. Well, we're certainly thrilled with that. We'll be accepting that in person at the NRA show in Pittsburgh at the very end of this month. Awesome. Now, um, I see on the website something about a warranty guarantee. Tell me about that. Yep, yep, it's pretty simple. It's kind of a two-fold program. We have what we call our two-week try-it-free guarantee. That's the first uh, aspect of that. And once you receive your holster or any other product we have, you have two weeks to try it out uh, in any way you see fit. Wear it, use it, run it over the car, I don't care. Two weeks. You have a period of time. If after two weeks you don't like it, you're not satisfied, um, you don't think it's the greatest holster you've ever had, or you don't at least think it's one that you're going to keep, send it back to us uh, You know, with just a little note of explanation, and we will happily refund your money, less the shipping and handling, which is about 8 bucks. So it's a very inexpensive way where we don't have a whole lot of these in gun shops to order one online, try it out, and use it without you know 
being concerned that you're stuck with it if it doesn't work for you. That's a great way to pass on the savings. I'm sorry. That's a great way to pass on the savings to the customer. Um, you you know, rather than uh, trying to get, trying to get them, just spending all the time and energy and sales people it takes to get these in the hundreds and maybe thousands of yeah. gun shops across the nation. Instead, you give them the opportunity to try it out at their house for eight bucks, and I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's not any more gas than it would cost you to go to the gun shop and look at one. And we do have some shops out there, but but we don't have a real aggressive dealer marketing program. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them call us, and we're happy to help them out. But, again, it it lets it get in the customer's hands, you know, at a very inexpensive way, you know, to try it out. The The other flip side to that or the other half of that equation is our lifetime warranty, and it means just that when you buy one of our products, even after your two-week trial period expires, you still have a lifetime warranty on that holster, and should it fail you in any way, as long as you own it, we will repair or replace it at no charge to you, um, as long as generally we do ask that you cover shipping and handling to send it to us, which is three or four bucks. Um, and I've, I've got some pretty crazy stories on that. They'll tell me one. <laughs> well, probably the favorite one that comes to mind is I got an email from a gentleman, and he was kind of distressed. And uh, he needed his holster replaced. It, it had gotten tore up pretty good. Um, and he didn't give a lot of detail. <laughs> but in the email, he did come about to to explain that he didn't explain how it happened, but that it had been on his dresser, on top of his dresser, and his wife had uh, messed it up with her high heels, and I didn't ask anymore. Hmm. I could hardly imagine. So it was <laughs> punctured. Hmm. Well, you know, this is not your. This is not a dainty little holster. And she was wearing the shoes at the time. That that was part of the issue. Hmm. I dresser shoes. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Gotta watch where you're stepping. When you when you're climbing around on the dresser. <laughs> yeah. And then I had another one. The guy. Um. He emails me and he's like, uh, he needs it replaced. And I don't remember the whole story, but basically what, it, what had happened was he had some in-laws or something coming over, and it was laying on the kitchen counter, and uh, his wife was, was a little nervous about how they might react and whatnot. So she, uh, and I guess he'd stowed his gun but left his holster out, so she just tossed it in the bottom drawer, you know, that bottom drawer we all have under the stove. Mm. And, you know, a few days go by, and he goes, and where is it? And it was down there, and well, needless to say, it had gotten enough heat in that bottom drawer that it wasn't really serviceable anymore. <laughs> we fixed it. So, so sometimes the story is just good enough that we're like, oh yeah, well that's fine. We'll honor the warranty. Yeah, the warrant the warranty is still good even if you cook it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark Craighead, thank you very much for your time here today. Um, for folks that want to go check this amazing product out, it's called CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, it's CrossbreedHolsters.com.